Have you guys ever played a video game before? Regrettably, yes. <laughs> Regrettably. I, I beat a I beat Super Metroid for the first time. Oh, I, I saw that. I saw that. Um, I still have never played Super Metroid. I am very much looking forward to playing through it as well eventually. Ask me what my uh, one sentence review is. Ask me how I feel about it. Uh, uh, Curtis, what's your one sentence review of the smash hit game from, I think, the late 80s? Uh, Metroid. <laughs> Super Metroid. <laughs> Metroid. Uh, the Super Metroid. <laughs> it's uh, the perfect game. Yeah, hell yeah. Have you played Metroid <laughs> Dread? I have not. That's the first one I've played. That's the one with Carl Urban in it. Yeah, that's, that's the one with <laughs> Carl Urban! <laughs> and Cersei Lannister as a very, very great villain named Maw Maw. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a great throwback to a joke from to before a joke we, we made started recording. recording. Yeah, we just had like a 30-minute conversation about movies. Uh, we should have recorded it and just only sent it to Mutsky because no, was... I'm sure he would have appreciated it. <laughs> no, that one was just for us. That was just for us, baby. Yeah, everyone should see the movie Dread, if you haven't, starring Carl Urban and Cersei And apparently The Raid. (laughs) Yeah. And also, everyone should stop listening to this episode right now and watch The Raid and Raid 2, because those movies fucking slap. It's actually called Raid 4 in Japan. (laughs) 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 But Um, yeah, we're not talking about that kind of raid. We're talking about a raid against God, I think. I forget. It's I forget how uh, shit works in this game. But we're at the end of Final <sighs> Fantasy 13, which is good for us because we are the Every FNFF Podcast. <laughs> we still got quite a few more Final Fantasies to go, but uh, we're rounding the corner on the end of Final Fantasy 13. I'm Carl Germ. I'm Curtis Ware. I'm Alex. If we don't uh, complete Final Fantasy 13 soon, we will turn into those little sacrifices, those enemies, and we'll, well have a... Our focus is to complete this game so i feel like we would just turn into regular type seeth um, oh, all right because we do have i a thought focus. we'd be cool seeth like i thought so too man. but we'll see what happens in that respect no that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> so you remember uh, when we got to grand pulse for the first time i remember being like yeah i feel like the writing goes downhill after we get to grand pulse and like shit stopped making so much sense uh-huh. and having beaten this game this weekend shit just don't make no sense so maybe yeah. i can like uh shed some light on the end of this game for me yeah to pull the curtain back a little bit um i just finished the game like half an hour ago less than an hour ago half an hour ago (laughs) um so i haven't had a full amount of time to fully digest it yet uh more importantly, I haven't had the time to load up a save file after beating the game and reading all the data logs that i have because oh uh, guess what you won't get any oh there's none after there's none (laughs) Oh, well, I know that there's more analects <laughs> as we complete there missions, are. but I guess that that doesn't explain the very confusing ending that we're about to get into. <laughs> but I'm sure someone like, probably yeah. knows maybe by I I don't this isn't like the last episode of of, of uh, this season. I think we'll also do some roundup on, on the extra missions. Yeah, who knows stuff, how long right? it'll take to get through just the cradle before we get to it, the, Yeah, the it the may proper. take us two episodes just to get to the end of this game. So Well, yeah, color me surprised when I was streaming this the other day because I was like, Oh, you know, we're in the chapter thirteen and for some I don't know when it was said, if it was said at all, or I just imagined it, but I was like, Yeah, this game really only has 12 chapters of like playable content and then 13 is kind of just like the ending or whatever like i thought it was just like final you fantasy VIII, final disc like it. you go to the the la- last boss or whatever yeah um, northern crater <laughs> yeah i thought it was i i, I 
I didn't realize that it was actually quite a long segment of very difficult battles. So I was streaming for like a long time and then I was like, well, I got to be getting close to the final battle. And nope. This is, we're inside sin, basically. Yeah. yeah. We're inside sin. And instead of only having to win six battles of like whatever random things as the camera is just being all goofy, uh, <laughs> we have to do a lot of traversing through the most interesting hallway that we've seen so far this game. <laughs> they saved their most interesting hallway for last. Indeed. <laughs> um, we did describe how it looks a little bit last time. The only other like thing I kind of uh, uh, thought about or wanted to point out for this time is, and this is another like very tenuous kind of idea. I don't know if it like holds much water, but both ends of this like weird cylinder that we're in uh, have like this weird wall with like gears and and like uh, it's like a clock. I was it's gonna like say the, it it's looks the intro, like the intro screen of Chrono Trigger at the very end, but it, way well, more cyberpunk. I'm I'm glad you all said that because I thought it looked like the inside of like a wristwatch or like a clock, right? Like oh, the yeah, actual gears absolutely. turning. And I was like, well, that's kind of nice because this is like the clockwork mechanism that makes society go is what's in here, right? Like, like Orphan is the gears of society in a very much a way. And so everything we see is on the face of it. But now we're finally into the machine of that clock. And I was like, okay, that's a nice little, like, comparison of, that they're doing there. There's a lot of 13th hour and, like, clock motifs throughout this game, I think, too. Yeah. So. The, yeah, yeah. This is, we are, we are, this is the most important part of any... Seath clock is ticking. Yeah. Indeed. Th this is the most important part of uh, Marty McFly's life because this will be the only way that he can get back to the future from the past <laughs> and save himself from erasing himself. He's got he's to put the DeLorean We have to save the clock tower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Not that far back in the past. Oh, okay. yeah. No, the, the train one. Oh, man. Yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of I need the to rewatch part one. three because I feel like I would absolutely fucking love it. I remember one ZZ time I went Top to is in it. Really? Flea yeah. is in it. I, mean, I know that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Flea is in two and three as one of Biff's uh, homies. Oh, wow. Okay. Or Griff or whatever. We need Orphan to get the 1.21 gigawatts that we need. <laughs> <laughs> Fals, Lassie, grab your spell bags. We will find this fucking orphan and we will kill <laughs> its fucking ass. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so... Last time, like we said, there was these like moving statues that open up these portals that we can take to go back to Eden or Grand Pulse. These dark magician Yu-Gi-Oh statues. <laughs> That's right. And we'll do that later after we beat the game. But uh, there's another one that kind of goes off to the side a little bit. It, um, there's, a, there's a couple side pathways that we can take. Uh, yeah, back at the like center's section that we went to there's yeah. like a little spur that goes off and if we don't go toward that statue we can go down the other way and fight a couple of battles and get some extra items but um but once we get up to it basically it, it kind of unveils the gimmick of this area of this final area which is we run up to that statue it rearranges all the floating platforms in such a way that they're brand new we run across them and then it rearranges them again and over and over these platforms are rearranged into different shapes and different sizes and different obstacles and different enemies come out and slowly over time we progress from one end of this like weird cylinder that we're into the other yeah, I like the vibe that this feels very makeshift because the floor, it doesn't really feel like a floor that was meant for walking on sometimes. It feels like we're just like jumping over machinery and greebles and <laughs> stuff. But sometimes there is like a, sometimes it does look like we're on a red carpet platform that is made of circuit boards or something. It, it feels to it, me like one of the uh, Super Mario Sunshine stages that you have to do without <laughs> flood or whatever. It's just the <laughs> acapella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Um, so when I was looking at this area, uh, have either of you guys played or seen Astro's Playground? I have not. Is that the PlayStation little it's, thing? Yeah, the, it's the little... a, a really cute game that came um, came out at launch of the PS5, just pre-installed on there. Um, and it's basically just like a, a, a tech test or whatever. What, what are those things called? Like a, They're just flexing demo. the... Yeah, yeah, a tech demo, exactly. Um, but it's a really fun little platformer. It's got very charming characters. And basically the the premise of like the game, the story of it, is that you are this little robot guy who is inside your PS5 and you go around to different areas like the GPU, which has a fucking banging mm. song, which sounds very YMO, which is great. Um, but you just go to different like areas of the thing and it, it, they designed it to look like you're inside of your PlayStation 5. And I'm like, this area looks like I am inside a <laughs> Famicom or perhaps a Famicom oh, okay, disc right. system because the color scheme is very, very Famicom. I see it, yeah. Mm. Uh, there is a there's a couple enemies that I think have special should get special mention here. All the enemies here are kind of cool. I, I like them. They're like there's too, different yeah. versions of ones. Um, there's some familiar ones and some fuck you strong types. ones. <laughs> One of them I wrote down as final motorcycle, which is the <laughs> Velocicle, which is just a really big motorcycle that we fight that has um a really devastating attack, a plasma cannon. They're like it like it like wheelies up right i mean it's it's floating so i can't really do a wheelie but it kind of like uh raises one wheel up and takes a couple seconds and then fires a plasma beam and it's it's an area attack it doesn't necessarily hit everybody but it'll hit its target and anybody around them and do like 80 percent of their hp so it's just like <laughs> every time it happens it's kind of rough I might be misremembering, but in Final Fantasy VII, I may have dreamed this, but was there an enemy that was just like a skeleton on a motorcycle or some sort of skeleton motorcycle? <laughs> there was not a skeleton motorcycle. There, there was, was a... the skeleton boat. Maybe I'm confusing it with that, but I'm just thinking I'm like, Final oh, Motorcycle, they really boat. missed an opportunity to have a skeleton in there. <laughs> Do you think um, Christopher will be in the FF remake? God, I <laughs> hope so. He, I fucking hope and so. And Giggy or whatever? The, the yeah, Giggy. <laughs> I mean, look, they made they made a Hell House a boss, so I That's imagine true. they have to... That's true. Oh, my God, dude. What, <laughs> I want the name all that of the, fanfare uh, for Christopher. <laughs> what's the name of the dorky kid in a FF remake? Uh, who gives Chadley. You the Is it just called Dorky Kid? Chadley, that's it. I would like to see Chadley's arc be that he becomes Christopher. I'm thinking of Dorky Face is what I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dorky Face. I'm thinking that's of right. the Dorky Kid who was voiced by Mandark in the Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mandark's the name of the voice actor, the name of the actor. L listen, I... I, <laughs> I, I, I I feel bad for anyone who who gets typecast. If you did the voice of Mandark and then reprised that as the annoying little snot in the Polar Express starring, starring one million Tom Hanks's, you're just going to be known as Mandark for me, okay? Starring one million Tom Hanks's. Yeah, he's in this shit like... He's in, uh, I, I hope they paid him for each character that he portrayed because, my God, he's like everyone. <sighs> Delightful. Um Okay, so there's a <laughs> there's another enemy that I thought was really cool, a unique enemy that doesn't appear anywhere else. I don't think the Migrim Thresher. That was oh a, yeah, that's a big boy. He might be like one of the largest like normal enemies that we face in the game. Yeah, that's the. Oh yeah, it is. It's like the thing we fought in uh at the uh, at Nautilus with uh, Vanilla and. Oh yeah, yeah, it's right. the same that's same right. type. I'm not sure if it's the same. Uh, yeah, it's the only, it's it's a different color scheme. That's that right. we fought before that, we met or saw Dodge again. He, uh, he's got a mean-ass Gatlin gun attack. But right. uh, all these enemies, I will say, like, playing it through this time, obviously we've discussed it uh, a lot uh, through our playthrough. 
love having two saboteurs. Like, I've been playing as Fang and then letting Vanille and Lightning both do saboteur, and they both have Imperil, and it's just like, mwah, love how this makes the game feel. Uh, like, uh, wait, just, you have a Lightning doing saboteur? Yeah, Lightning has some good sab uh, moves. Ooh, tell me about it, because uh, that's not one that, uh, that's one that you have to dip in um, yes, extra, right? It is, but she gets Imperil pretty quickly. Uh, that's all you need, baby. It's all you need. You got if I vanilla and lightning throwing in peril the whole time. She also gets a D shell and D protect pretty early on. So it's like all the best ones. And so vanilla like kind of concentrates on doing like fog and pain and stuff like that while lightning like holds down the other ones. It's it's really yeah, nice having them both so do it. I'm doing a double sab build as well, but it's fang uh fang and vanilla. Um okay, okay. so lightning I just have doing ravager stuff as that's going on, and then I like switch into having ravager or um uh, Fang and Commando, and then yeah. Vanille, since she has like the Marlboro uh, wand or whatever, yes, it's like yes, yes. not guaranteed to like hit something, but it might as well be. So I just have her throwing off the uh, the sab stuff. It's great. Yeah, I love uh, having Vanille with the Marlboro wand. It's it's so nice. It's real. Good. I have all. I've been playing as Fang for the end of it, and uh, all of my paradigms are either just Commando or Sentinel for Fang. Those are the only two roles that she fulfills yeah. for me. I actually really like taking control of Sentinel uh, because I can determine how many like challenges I do or like like the the um, the move that actually makes the enemy target you yeah, like, like instead of doing five in a row. Yeah, I just like I just stop the the attacks or the challenges or provokes as soon as I see everybody's done. Yeah. And then I just go to the next one. Or if I just want to provoke one certain enemy from doing something, I can just do one. And so I kind of like having control of that and then leaving a uh, uh, lightning and vanille to actually do the battle. It's nice. I wonder if I I, I might want to change up my playstyle a little bit um, in the missions and maybe use uh, Fang because I think that yeah. that sounds like it would be fun. Um, I've just been I'm maining Lightning and it's been working out really well for me. Lightning's great. Lightning's great. I love that like there's no like quote unquote main main character, but Lightning just has everything that you need to to be able to play the game well. Yeah, exactly. This game's very interesting that way, where there's so many different strats that you can do, and it's like switching to a different party lead almost feels like you're playing an entirely different game, yeah, um, yeah. depending on the roles that they have. And it's like, I've been so just deep into like this particular run that I'm like, okay, I don't want to change it up at all, because then I would have to learn. And I would probably learn it in like 10 or 15 minutes, if not quicker but i'm like i'm just gonna focus on this i'm gonna finish it out but it, it does make me want to replay the game as different as a different main for like the yeah, second half yeah it's yeah it's lightning feels them as a balance maybe because we've been playing as her the most yeah for the first half of the game but yeah i also feel like the two attacking she has both of the normal attacking um jobs and a healing one which is like those are the most important you know what i mean everything else is kind of auxiliary so mm -hmm. lightning has all of the different aspects of the game that are going to kind of teach you how to get through it. Yeah. So and having um, medic, I remember, I, I like remembering my words from way back when, when we first started kind of talking about these roles. Like I remember being like, I don't want to waste lightning's time on medic. That seems really bad. And I think Curtis, you were like, <laughs> no, she's actually really good as medic. And I've just been using her so much as medic. Like I have the uh, combat clinic where it's just like the, Oh shit button where yeah, Fang yeah, just immediately yeah, goes yeah. into Sentinel provokes everything. And then Vanille and lightning are both like, that's figuring a must out have. How to heal. Yeah. A and must and have. that's really important too, because, um, Especially in in this late game area, you're gonna want to have Asuna, and you're gonna want to oh actually goodness. be able to control that because like there's some some things that'll happen to you where you're just like, well, ha I can't have this status ailment. Um, I need speaking to speaking 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, yeah, you're all good. Speaking of um, uh, status ailments, how do you spell or how do you pronounce this? Anthema. Anathema. 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 I don't know. It's it's a move. In Zulu. <laughs> Google thinks it says he has a fever in Zulu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that Michael Caine movie. <laughs> it's a move that the um, sacrifices have, and boy, do they like to use it. It slows you down, like poison you and do crazy shit. It's, it's awful. Hate it when I get hit by that. Because yeah, I have all the auto haste on, and they're like, yeah, fuck that auto haste. Oh, yeah. Now I you're think, slow. I think you spelled it wrong, maybe, Curtis. It's A-N-A-thema. Anathema. I think it's anathema. Okay. But I could be wrong. I probably did. I, I think but yeah, you're that, right. That shit sucks. Like, you can get a lot of different... Um, the, these things also cast death, I believe, right? They sure these do. sacrifices. So, I don't know. I didn't get a, a clear answer on it, I don't believe. But um, I think the way that death works, if you're controlling Vanil, you get more of a percentage chance for every like status ailment that the enemy has i don't know the specific math of it but if you have like oh, it's like a pokeball yeah if you have like a, a bunch of stacked um, up and b at the same time then... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if you have an enemy that just has a bunch of status ailments they're more likely to actually die from death um and i'm wondering if it works the <laughs> more same likely for... to die from death <laughs> what a sentence i'm sorry go ahead um even death may die uh <laughs> but I wonder if this works the same way mechanically for them, where they hit you with anathema, and then you have like several, several uh, status ailments deep, and then they're casting death, and you're like, oh no, like. <laughs> apparently, like yeah, they're, they're I think uh, Zwanzig was saying that it seems like these de the death from these enemies never really seem all that one hit KO. It it's more so the yeah, damage that yeah. it does because it works the same way as Vanille's, but um, yeah, I don't know. It pretty, does happen occasionally, yeah. It's it's pretty rare that they cast death on you and it actually kills you, but it does happen. Could you imagine um, there being a one-hit KO move that can just hit you and kill you immediately? I sure can, and we'll get to that. We'll get. Oh, to that I'm excited to talk about that because oh my God. I didn't. I didn't get to see yours. Just oh, FYI, listener, Garl did just beat the game, like he was saying. I went and got food while he was beating the game, so I actually did not see his uh his his final boss so excited to get there I, i'm um, very excited to talk about that um but uh we're kind of just running around these different platforms um areas very cool looking uh speaking of the sacrifices i kind of forgot but like looking at them uh maybe just because i was reviewing some old stuff but sid when he's in his like boss phase has the same arm as one of these sacrifices oh, okay, yeah okay. it's very I interesting I just feel like, oh wow, this is a weird new design. But like, actually, we've seen this design before, just in a different context. So Interesting. It's, it's the Lindsay thing. Yeah, there's like okay. the, the varying the varying types of Seath. I mean, this is what Lindsay Seath looked like, and the ones that we're used to are all pulse. Oh, Seath. maybe. I think we also kind of find out a little bit more about focuses uh, or foci, foci, um, <laughs> as it were. Uh, I think I, I wonder too, like. The, the type of focus that the sacrifices have that we've talked about are literally like, you have no focus and you are now just a Lassie, yes, so you are immediately yeah, yeah. in Seath Town. Um, mm -hmm. I, it, that makes sense with Sid as well, where he just... Welcome to Seath Town, population his, you, baby. <laughs> he had no like autonomy over himself by the end right. of it. Mm -hmm. like he, he still was clinging onto his humanity for a while and his focus was still... You know, he, he kind of had this alternate focus that he could do himself, but when we had to fight him... When he did that, it was like, okay, I'm rejecting my focus, so maybe that's why he's like half sacrifice Seath. Right. 
Um, but we saw we saw some things um, as we're running down this path that immediately filled me with a lot of Carl Urban's dread. Uh, more of these Sahagin type. All right, enemies. that's literally what I was getting ready to say. But they're like, be like they're more dragon and also looking. Yeah, the dragon Sahagin. <laughs> They're dragonites, yeah. It's like the only non-seeth, non-mechanical enemy is just fucking yeah. Sahagin. They what know how to strike air? fear in your heart. There are the, the uh, there are those marauder type enemies. Like they're called like the Sanctum Templars or something. Yeah, yeah those yeah, are super get, sick. Yeah, they're cool looking as hell. They um, are. There. I actually didn't think they were as bad as the marauders. These dragonite aren't too bad uh, by themselves if you're fighting like too deep or three deep, or they they weren't for my build at least. But like everything in this game, it kind of drip feeds it to you where you're like here's the enemy you're learning what they can do to mess you up and right now that's completely fine because you can counter it what if we put that enemy with this other enemy and then it yeah, just becomes a yeah. real shit show i forget the specific battle that that happened to me but i was like wow fuck these guys yep yeah there's a there's several of them where it's like difficult fights that are paired with also something difficult and it makes it like yeah, that's just oh like this area in general. And they do it in a really mean way in a little bit that I'm excited to <laughs> oh talk about. Oh my god. The, the, the last encounter in this whole area is is such a motherfucker. It's like, one of the I was meanest like, things I've ever seen a game do. I was like, this is I was like, whoa, than- that was a close one. Time to keep moving. Oh, oh fuck. No. He's just like <laughs> stepping on a rake. Like, it's, he's got a yeah. buddy now. Like, <laughs> uh, but the weird thing about this area, yeah, we're following these statues that are flying around. Like, they just kind of go to an area and you're supposed to reach them. And then they like su- sometimes summon like a miniature version of a foul sea that we've seen, like a carbuncle, just like flying in the air and stuff like that. Is that happened throughout this area? Like I'm not sure what the significance of that is. Like we see we reach one. Oh yeah, just, I, I don't know either. There, there's a it summons a giant carbuncle. Later it summons a kujata um, as well. There, there's a lot of um yeah these little foul sea and this like uh, symbolism that pops up and uh and is prevalent throughout this yeah the kujata one's interesting i couldn't think of what it was i knew i'd seen it before i was like the fuck is that it, it's it kind of like interesting weird tubes coming from it it's kind of interesting because we have some like i would say like boss fights here um not like major bosses i guess but there's kind of a lot mm-hmm. of things that happen where it's like we see it teleports it in, you into the tesseract i think is what they, they do which yeah is like, like you're into the zone this boss zone there seems to be like physical representations of these bosses and then also like ethereal ones. Maybe so. Like, because they they have like a different color scheme and they seem almost like ghost-like. And then you fight like the physical forms of them as well. Speaking of which, um, yeah, do you want to get into some of these? I think there's three of them. There's three encounters. Is that right? I believe so. There's one with... Oh, two. <laughs> Is there one with like a berserker type, a tyrant? I can't remember. Oh, I just okay. found the uh, I just so the found first the, the Dagonite. I, I just found the uh, the Dagonite okay. fight that really fucking sucks, where it's three Dagonite and then one of those final motorcycles, where like <laughs> it'll just do like the plasma cannon, and there, there's just a lot of attacks. Like they can do the rush attack where they all just kind of rush at you, and you can just get like stunned and not be able to do anything. Okay, it's yeah. just a bunch Oof. of like really aggressive enemies at once who can knock you into the air and just knock you off your bearings. So the uh, the first you mentioned time, the Thresher that was is that one that was inside these like zones or is that no one that's the just the guy overworld? walking around being yeah a that's just dick. a dude chilling the first the first uh, set of, we actually do a set of bosses in between so basically like when we get to the end of the area and it's gonna do the platform resetting where it reshuffles things around sometimes it'll throw us into a boss first uh, the first time 
we fight a double boss of the Bandersnatch and Jabberwocky, which are the same as the bosses that we fought as Saz and Vanille, yeah, the, uh, the Earth Guardians. Those, those on our way out of Sunleth, yeah. Yeah, those gods that we uh, had to fight. Yep, this time... There's like na- na- natural gods that we found out the etymology. I think the, the etymology of this is uh, Alice in Wonderland, right? That's right. Like the Jabberwocky mm. and the Bandersnatch. I mean, is Bandersnatch... Was that created by... Uh, that's, that's ne- that was made by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering... because um, I know it something some, before Alice in Wonderland? I know that Alice in Wonderland yeah. has like a lot of things that um, kind of just became um, mm-hmm. staples in fantasy. Like the yeah. Vorpal Blade, I'm pretty sure. The first instance of that had been in Alice in Wonderland, if I remember okay. correctly. It looks like that's the beginning of it, yeah. It all comes from Alice Madness Returns. <laughs> The Banner Sash is a creature mentioned twice by the late author Lewis Carroll in the poem Jabberwocky. So Jabberwocky is the poem itself. Right. A nonsense poem, apparently. These ones, uh, they are they are uh, very much one tells only the truth and one tells only lies and that one takes only magic damage and one takes only physical damage unless you hit that bad boy with imperil. Boom, 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 boom. Then it works. Yeah. <laughs> Love that spell. <laughs> One of them is the father of all lies. The other is the uncle of all tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the first time we fought them like they would summon magic, but it would just hurt the other one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were close yeah. enough. They would do like an area effect around themselves, but they would hurt the other one if they were too close. It's um, funny. These ones are pretty interesting. They'll heal each other um, once they're like their HP uh, starts uh, being reduced, and they can heal pretty damn fast too. They'll, it's like every ATB segment for them is like another heal, another heal, another heal, and they heal a lot. But yeah. um, but it's not that bad. The problem I had was my game kept crashing after I beat them, so it took me mm-hmm. like five tries to beat them and then save. But like uh, I said in the Discord, sounds like a skill issue to me. Sounds like a skill issue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I built your computer bad. <laughs> no, it's my laptop. It's my laptop. Oh. You built my desktop great. Yeah, they have a they have a move called Breath of the the Beast, which um, That one does hurt a lot. Yeah, you gotta you gotta avoid that if you can because um I, I'm just watching now as I got game overed from it because uh, the lightning was just like right there. I was kind of just going all in guns a blazing, but um yeah that it's like Calamite's breath attack in Dark Souls, where you're just like, "Well, I'm just dead now." <laughs> uh, yeah, even like, like I had a at this point, I had maxed out pretty much my normal Crystarium and was working on the specialty ones. Um, so, in other words, like Fang had you know her Sentinel and Commando and all that stuff, and then was working on like Ravager. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. So, Ravager Fang. I wish. Yeah, it, it wouldn't quite kill me in one but it would put me in critical so it's it's pretty pretty devastating yeah um, luckily these guys like we said are susceptible to a lot of uh things so i had like deep protect yeah. mm. poison slow imperil and then like once it got staggered it was just like tore through the jabberwocky and um then i just had to work on the bandersnatch so i i just pretty much focused all of my attention on one of them and then uh the fight became pretty easy after that okay I love these uh, areas that we're fighting because when we f- fight They're these cool. bosses, we're teleported to the church attic. <laughs> it's basically like the atrium that we entered the the cradle in that fell apart, but it's like much more cool instead of warm looking. Yeah, these like carved wood in the walls and these beautiful stained glass windows. Yeah, I would like to I would like to look closely at these and kind of see what the um, stained glass things are portraying. Oh yeah, maybe, if yeah. anything, I mean. I could also just be kind of reading into it too much and, and wanting there to be something there and there not actually being anything mm. there. There's probably stuff in there. What does is, what is this guy say? I am a bit of a sucker for um, 
Final Fantasy endgame content that puts you in a, like, I don't know how to describe it other than saying a zone. I was going to say, it puts you in a zone. It puts you in a zone? I love a zone at the end of a Final Fantasy game. Uh, the artist just says, uh, the stained glass depicts important things related to the crystal myth. <laughs> nice. So The crystal myth? I mean, that's probably just the translation. Uh, I'm sure it'll be... Uh, uh, the crystallis, like, lore stuff. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. all the gods. There's Etro and probably stuff like that in here. The crystal myth is Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> crystal myth! <laughs> oh, whatever I was going to say is not going to be as funny <laughs> as that. So, no, 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 no. That was much better than what I was going to say. So, um, they're not too bad. We have to watch out for that, uh, the breath move. But, um, and and the their other second, ultimate attack, which is Crash Curtis's computer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But the, uh, the second set of boss fights, this motherfucker. Ooh, I hate him so much. <laughs> is the immortal the uh is that in one of these boss fights or is that an optional one that you can kind of bypass if you did, if you wanted to? Uh, or is that that's the one you that mean has the, the blade? You mean the undying? No, the immortal being the um the like berserker type enemy. That thing's the, Oh yeah, I forgot. Guy. I forgot. That, I think that is a fight that's I I forget where it lies, but I that's, I'll call that's it That's the overworld, I think. It. Okay. Um yeah. This is Vladislaus. Is the is the one I'm talking about? Yeah, Modest the Mouse. W lad. Yeah, a, yeah, W lad. Yeah, because he keeps collecting guy. W's off of you because he's fucking a jerk. <laughs> oh, what a dick! This guy took me like six or seven tries. Although I will say, I started to realize what he was doing, and so the battle is totally winnable if you know what he is doing. And then, like, once you get his pattern, it's like, okay, now I know what I have to do. No problem. But it took me a while to realize exactly what was happening in this battle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was just going to say that after beating the Bandersnatch in Jabberwocky, uh, Fang, just in the incidental dialogue, just goes, meh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. um, awesome. But we do hit a, a bit of a cutscene after that where we get to another oh, yeah. part of the Tesseract and we see all the cool... Oh, we'll talk about uh, Vladislaus in a second then. Yeah. Put him aside. There's a lot of really cool like platforms that are coming out and stuff and, and it all looks Yoming. really good. But um, <laughs> Where's this end? Uh-huh. If there is one, I can't see it. I can't do this. All these Seath were people once. Like us. But that's what Bartandalus is going for. Don't you see? Make us feel guilty. Lose faith. And the second we give up, it's focus time. What does hope mean by this? Because, wait... It's already focus time, and if when we give up, I we think turn like the Bartandalus focus of killing Orphan. Like, we're on our way to do that currently. I think and we we're not given on our way yet. to kill Orphan. I thought we we're on our way to fight Bart. We end up. We're spoilers. coming. We're going towards Dysley. Yeah, we're, we're, we're Dysley. Yeah. our focus is to kill Dysley. Kill Dysley, Dysley wants our focus to be I to guess. kill Orphan. But wouldn't you think that the second we give up, we would turn I thought to he, Seath? I think that's what I was expecting. I, I think when he said that, I heard it in my head as it's Seath time, but focus yeah. time, to, it, it gets really muddy, especially because there's, as we've kind of alluded to in previous episodes, there's multiple focuses that are foci that are happening <laughs> like simultaneously and they don't really match up and it's very confusing. I'm guessing maybe it's the type of thing where like Barthanalus is trying to break us down and kind of make us complete the focus he's yeah. given us kind of out of mercy instead of like, you know, 
our yeah. quote unquote selfish errand that we're doing. So my my whole take on this whole thing, this conversation, it brings up another. Wait till we're broken, then slip on the leash is like what Snow says after. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and Saz goes on and says, uh, "Yeah, well." When you think about it, having all this empathy, it puts us humans at a big disadvantage. And Lightning says, maybe, but it's also what makes us dangerous. I love that. No, that's Um, a great line. But an interesting thing that I was thinking about just through all this, like Vanille points it out. She's like, yeah, I feel bad killing all of these Seath. This is something that we talked about pretty much immediately when we first were introduced to the Seath. Because they were once people, you know, and now we're just kind of killing them. But the other interesting thing is we're on our way to prevent the focus that Bartandalus wants us to have, which is have all of this go either by killing Orphan or causing enough bloodshed between like the cavalry and killing a bunch of people on Cocoon. And I'm like, for every Seath that we kill, they're technically humans. Do they not get added to the count for Orphan's <laughs> like chalkboard or whatever? Where it's like, yeah. well, we're Do slaughtering. Do they not open Etro's gate a little longer? Yeah, yeah. we're slaughtering people um they're like enemies like we have no choice but like does yeah is that for etro's gate that just doesn't count like where's the line on this it's getting real muddy (laughs) um Um, and on the side uh we see like fang is kind of sulking again and vanille checks up on her fang what's wrong oh nothing just that time's running short it's okay my mind's made up this time we'll just make cocoon our home yeah i guess we will <laughs> it's fine like we've like lost our past you know yeah we might have lost pulse but we can uh we, we have a new family like like fang said earlier and fang says yeah i guess we will and that's the end of that i one. do like that yeah it's really nice but if you scroll down there's actually i actually found that there was like some cut if the scene's exactly the same except for the last two lines um, in which Vanille says, oh, let's live together. Aww. Which is like, <laughs> really cute. Like, as, as cousins in the English version. <laughs> roommates. <laughs> yeah, we're roommates and nothing more. So it's interesting that, yeah, there's just that one line that's just changed for the most. I, I feel like the way that the, uh, definitely the way that the cinematics are, it, it definitely seems to um, imply that there's a, a deeper relationship, like a romantic relationship between Fang and Vanille, which I, yeah. I don't know if it's just like a, a tra- localization thing where they were just like, oh, we're going to Sailor Moon it and just not have that be a part of it <laughs> for a stupid reason. Um, but yeah, it seems like in the version that we're playing, uh, it's not really implied that they have any kind of, like, it's not explicitly stated, but it seems heavily implied, in in my reading of it at least. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so yeah, we keep walking. I guess now we get to the boss. <laughs> we fight Vlad. We come spouse. up with like another weird interstitial thing where like it changes the map again. I think it summons the sun, Falsi. I think because oh, yeah. those two dark missions come out. It, it kind of changes the map where it looks like a bunch of gears, gears and hexagons, and we can kind of like go around different ways if we want. Yeah, mm-hmm. which took me a while, like I, to figure out what was going on because like when you get to the thing that will like tell. Oh no, it's the bulkhead, Falsi. It's the one we saw at fucking Gapra. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Th- this area is very... where the immortal is guarding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the immortal. So the immortal is just blocking um a lot of really good loot. You, it's completely optional. But oh, um, the immortal. You mean the the real big tyrant guy? The, the final big tyrant. tyrant. Yeah. The final okay, tyrant. that guy. That's right. Immortal, the uh, metal band. The punished tyrant. Immortal. Um, he he's not too bad, but I feel like uh, I did lose to him once because I didn't. But he's gold. I didn't respect the blade. Like I was like, I don't need to worry you about this blade. You always must I, respect the you, blade. You have to respect the blade. So I was like, I'm pretty sure I can stagger and beat him before the blade kills me. But the blade can kill you in like two hits. So yeah, I, I feel like um, 
I learned that lesson the hard way against the uh, the tyrant. So yeah. I was like, I'm gonna take down the blade and then focus on him. And he can reforge that blade a bunch though. So oh, yeah. I was able to kill him the second time before having to take out the the second blade that he came that he brought out. But oh, yeah, this is the part where the thresher is too. So there's a few of those around. Yeah, annoying. Just bosses becoming normal enemies. <laughs> Classic. You love to see it. Bosses becoming enemies, men becoming wolves. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there's more of those weird Sahagan type enemies. There's more Threshers. But yeah, then we eventually come up on after the um after the uh the immortal um it gives you an option to warp to the upper level, and I was like, oh, maybe that means that like that's the end of it. Like I have a shortcut because you look around and you see all these other very difficult enemies that like unbranching paths. So I was like, oh, maybe let me go and and look around and make sure that um. I didn't miss anything before I do that. And then I just, I think I eventually was like, ah, fuck it. I can just always backtrack later. Um, and went through it, which is good because it just brings you to upper levels where there's not really any fights. I don't think you just literally just run around yeah, and open items. a bunch of chests that have really, really good loot. Yeah. Yeah. I think we keep, yeah, we keep going and we come across. Oh, we get the weirding glyph up here, which is the, the Benny yep, Jesser yep. weirding way. <laughs> I think that's just a, uh, a good, um, yeah, it'll increase your magic by 150. So I equip that shit That's immediately pretty on sick, the yeah. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, now this is where we come up on the um gets zooped to that um by the with his goddesses to the uh the dark souls boss fight. Oh with, my uh, god. With fucking Artorius. Well adds list. Oh I wait, real quick. Real quick before we get there. Sorry, I'm I'm a little slow with it, but uh we get a unique item here. Oh, do we? Not unique to this game. Not unique to Final Fantasies, but unique to... Or I guess it is unique to this game, is what I mean to say. We get an elixir if we beat the Immortal. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not even notice. And the elixir, it's the only one that I have in my inventory. There might be other ways to get it, but it will fu fully restore the party's HP and TP. So oh, that, wow. Okay. That is, like, cool. extremely, extremely good and like potentially broken like if you had a lot of these it would trivialize pretty much every boss fight because you could just summon yeah. to your heart's content and i do like that they've saved it for the end of the game i think that's pretty cool yeah i like that a lot i was very i was very excited to see that and then i immediately forgot about it and never used it maybe I'll, i might have to use it in some of the missions i didn't even realize uh i didn't realize it was there ladislaus it's a hungarian name maybe or Polish. There's a few different kings that were named Ladius. Yeah, the etymology in the uh, the wiki says it was the name of several Polish monarchs and is a variation of the Slavic name Vladislav. Okay. Yeah. I hate the how to pronounce channel that just has like text to speech. I know the one you're talking about. Ladislav. <laughs> but yeah, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> he's a ninja. He's like a samurai. Oh, he's like super cool though. Yeah. Yeah, he's got his weird. Uh, He's definitely got one able arm, right? And then he has like his left arm looks like it has like like a giant hand and like with no arm sticking out of it. Yeah. So it's just these like fingers yeah. sticking the, out. The giant it's real hand, nasty. The giant hand enemy in Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> just on his back. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool design. But he's holding like a uh, it's real nimble. Like a, a katana behind him. Yeah, like a Melania um, katana. <laughs> yeah. And uh and his thing is he doesn't have a lot of different moves. Aside from his normal attack, he only has one ability, which is mounting contempt. And mm -hmm. fuck that move. That shit that move, sucks. That move is, I think, both his uh, biggest, um, his biggest like 
offensive thing, but also one of his bigger weaknesses. Because if you see that, it takes him a while to mount that contempt. He'll start like charging up and doing like a cool like stance to get ready to fuck you up. But anytime I saw mountain mounting contempt after this, because spoilers, we're gonna have to fight a couple of these. Um, I would just switch right on over to uh, combat clinic, heal up yeah, as much as yeah, possible, yeah. and just have Fang provoke him so that he would only hit her and not kill her. And then it was just like, okay, like you you fool, you showed me your hand. Yeah, because the thing when was, you're if coming I into this blind, I got fucked up by this guy. What one mounting contempt, and again, I had like almost max stats for where I'm able to be right now. One mounting contempt is a one hit KO for any of my yeah. party members. Like it just kills you instantaneously. So, and and the the mounting contempt, while it does take some time, it's not so much time that you have enough time to put in like multiple turns of stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. I had to go it's in, like, challenge immediately, and immediately meta guard like as soon as I saw a Mountain Content pop up, and yep. that would give me just enough time to get it off. Yeah, my, my strategy with this kind of became um, make sure he's, like, looking at Fang and, like, kind of prioritize that so that if he's doing Mountain Contempt, then we can switch her back into uh, into Sentinel and stuff. And, and he's fast, right, too. Right. Like, it's not just like, oh, okay, well, we survived Mountain Contempt. Now we can just, you know, we, we got, like, two minutes to get back at him. No, he's, he's still rattling off attacks so you need to stay on top of like healing your party up as much as possible yeah definitely and um i was playing as fang so like if if i didn't yeah. get it off fast enough i would just die it would just be the end of it so the thing i found and i don't know if this is consistent but it worked consistently for me he always did three physical hits and then mounting contempt. So I always knew exactly where I was. So nice. after the third swing, I was just like, okay, now change. Or like, Curtis instead is cheating of even by healing using somebody. strategy. <laughs> how dare you? That's how, that's how I eventually figured out how to handle him. And after that, he wasn't so bad. But it is just like, oh, if you're not ready for it, if you're not sentineled up, it's just a one-hit KO. Yeah, like this hits. is a, a very tough single battle. Um, I think I game overed it uh, the first attempt that I did, and then I kind of went in with a little more knowledge. I took it a little more safe and was able to get through. And I was like, oh, cool, I got I got five stars. That's a really cool fight. I like that fight a lot. That's a cool, fun challenge. Cool. Really nice. Cool, we got teleported to a new area. And, um, glad it's over. Yeah, I'm glad that's over. Let's make our way up this weird uh, ramp. And Oh, yeah, this is when it summons uh, our... The weird statue thing brings into Kujata. It looks like the final boss area from uh, Dirge's service for a second because we're just in a big cube room that it just summons. It, does, it. it does make a cube. Yeah, we have to walk. But up. then, yeah, yeah, the top of the ramp is uh, <laughs> Valadius again. Yeah, just fucking chilling there, standing next to a goddamn marauder. And yeah, this is kind of, of where Templars, yeah. this is kind. They of... don't move, so you can't like lure them. You can't manipulate them to walk around them. But did you know? That you can dodge this, or you can completely dodge this fight. Can you dodge this fight? Oh, really? I, I did it like by accident after I was already like, well, I want to beat this fight anyway. Like, it's not so hard that um, it's like the worst, but um, I, I, when I like already made the choice of like I'm going to be at this fight, I realized that you can just kind of cut the corner near the the W lad and uh, just get past him. <laughs> and it was funny too because oh, I wow. ran up and then I started running back, and Vanille was still in between both of them, like running in place. And I was like, "No, Vanille, no, get out of there!" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot who has the smallest uh, encounter balls from my <laughs> research. Right. Oh right. <laughs> so you got to make sure those balls don't touch. This was uh, this was a moment where I I had been streaming for a little while. Um, 
um, kind of expecting it to just be the final boss fight. I was like two hours into a stream, and I got to this segment after struggling a little bit with uh, Ladislaw. And uh, when I when I saw them up there, I was just like. I'm done for today. I'm going to pick this up later. (laughs) I am not going to bang my head against this fight. And um, I'm glad I did it that way because it was much more enjoyable of a fight to kind of have some space between it. Luckily, there is a safe uh, spot right here, too. I cheated this one uh, in the way that Vladislaus. So, like, you know, when you like Deceptisol or you stagger somebody uh, or when you when you Deceptisol, when you get to preempt on them, it takes them up like 1% before stagger. And most mm-hmm. enemies have like 200% oh, yeah. stagger Staggering or him. His stagger is 999. His stagger is non-existent. I, uh, yeah, like... it, it's maxed. So if you Deceptisol him, when you enter the battle, you're already doing 1000% damage. So you just hit him once and it does like solid nines and just kills him. <laughs> yeah, that like, makes oh, a lot shit. of sense. I, He's that's ultra the, dead. That's the main thing I wanted to talk about on that fight too, because like my whole plan for everything else is like get him up to stagger as fast as possible. Use army of one to really increase the damage that you can do while he's staggered and then just go from there. Sure, sure. So and on him, I never staggered him once. Yeah, it's it's maxed out. He has you, you like need yeah you need a preempt. That's a that's a really good strat. Especially now we can buy Deceptisols for the low low price of like I'm fucking so expensive thirty thousand gil or three hundred thousand yeah. gil or whatever the fuck. And then there's uh there's one more boss battle as well. Real quick, um I think hey, go ahead. as we're like running up here, there's like this. Uh, did you guys see that blue thing? I think we might have talked about it. Like it might be what the the dark magician summons in. It's a ga- Dahaka, right? That's Dahaka. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, the, the the second form of Dahaka. The from the uh, you yeah, know the, the uh, uh, Falci from Uruday. Yeah, the the uh, the power plant one. Yeah, it looks like a big old. I didn't realize that's what it was until you said that. And I was like, yeah, oh, I, was I like, guess hey, that is Dahaka. Let me see. Yeah, let me. We never really seen Dahaka as the thing. We like we see it briefly in the flashbacks. It's the thing that, that it's the thing that's floating there and kind of looks like a drum key. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. Okay, is that Dahaka? Okay. It, it looks oh, no, like the it. one you were talking about was earlier. I think uh, the one that looks more like a drum key is. Uh, oh, you mean the the carbuncle one? Yeah, the carbuncle. Oh, one, right? okay. The spinning with the two so faces. So just a falci. Yeah, we, that's just the first one there. Okay. Yeah, they keep summoning it, summoning it in falci as we're going through for some reason. Yeah. Like smaller versions of them, like little gotcha versions. Yeah, I think I I didn't quite <laughs> notice that, and then I saw that I'm like, oh, that's an enemy that I'm gonna have to fight. Oh um, no, not Dahaka. What is it called? Um, yeah, Dahaka's the the snaky anal bead boy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What is that? We edit all of that. Edit, go back and edit all of it. <laughs> Kujata. Kujata. I didn't look it up. I want you to know that I just pulled that out of nowhere. Nice. I pulled I, that I out can't of my until... Final Fantasy VI Esper knowledge. I, I like how I'm hoping you pulled that out of the wrong thing and we just, just said the name wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> People who actually know this game are like, you fucking idiots. I know. I know. Everybody's listening to this. Like, <laughs> But yeah, that was Kujata that it brings in, into the, which looks like the, like, the like hey, look, it's the final boss from Dirge of Cerberus because we're in a big cube room with this thing. I do love to be in a big cube room with a thing. <laughs> love it. Um. I love the top of these stairs. Uh, there's a Jabberwocky and Banner Snatch again. Yeah, there yeah, is. There is. <laughs> uh, you can get five thousand gil along the way after the uh, after the fight with the fucking. W I saw lad. that. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, here, here's yeah. five bucks, kid. Thanks, Don't spend I guess. it all in one place. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna sell one of the perfumes. The sacrifices keep dropping. Yo, hell shit. yeah! I I love. Not only do I love that item because you can sell it at a premium, but I love just the. You love smelling the good. sadness. 
like the whole idea of it of just being like these very tragic people who were just trying to like save the world and didn't know what was going on who immediately got sacrificed and turned into these horrible monsters who just are, are unthinking uh yeah they drop really delicious perfume or delicious uh, <laughs> really really what's what's the delicious Carl, version how of do smell? you uh, how do you apply uh, cologne aromatic <laughs> aromatic take, aromatic take a little yeah. sip <laughs> yeah you got to take a little sip you know yeah. take the edge off a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a chaser, you just put a little perfume. Yeah, it cleanses the palate. <laughs> Can I get one olive floating in perfume in a man's hat? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Both of them up. <laughs> so we get to the top of these stairs, and if we can turn right and kind of either charge these uh, Sanctum Templar, or we can turn left and go, I think there's probably an item down there, but there's another Veladius. There is. There's not an item down there, by the way. That one is good for um, grinding. That's a good for oh, like cool. C- CP grind or gill grind. I forget which. Okay. But, Interesting. Um, yeah, because that'll respawn. At that point, one is pretty easy to take down. Um, so uh, Zwanzig was actually saying that in his platinum run, uh, used to be two and a half hours of just grinding that guy to uh, oh my God. <laughs> help get the... I think they changed it recently. They have newer strats, but a totally viable strat for uh, like um, casual play. Okay. When I stagger, but he keeps grinding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh... Another boss. Another boss! Yet another boss. At the end of this hallway. It's Mega Man rules. We're on the boss rush before That's the right, yeah. Dr. Wily fight. We gotta do Heat Man and Bomb Man next. Um, this is basically the Proud Clad, but it has feelers now. Yeah, yeah much easier yeah. than the Proud Clad, uh, thankfully, in my experience with it. This is the Tiamat Eliminator. Yeah, Tiamat, name drop. Ushumgal Subjugator, Tiamat Eliminator. Yeah, it's the Subjugator, but uh, it has, yeah, little feelers on it now it's gross it has it's like black and grayish which i guess is kind of how uh tiamat tends to look in these games much like ff8 tiamat is in the last dungeon oh yeah hell yeah you'd love to see it love to see it um it's got a spinny little uh fidget spinner on top just like the subjugator i will say i didn't think this battle was too hard and it actually kind of surprised me as i was fighting it because he starts in the air and he's mm-hmm. got a lot of defenses, and he's like... Mm-hmm. Ice grenades. Yeah, a lot of defenses. He's shooting ice grenades. You he's constantly... got Snow's ultimate weapon, which is ice grenades. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he, he like never lets up. I mean, he is just pounding you constantly. And then you, um, you stagger him, and he's still firing even when he's staggered, so it's kind of tough. But then after one stagger cycle, he lands and becomes much weaker. <laughs> and then it's like, so like, I only got through like a fourth of his HP or so. Uh, during the first stagger and the second stagger, I got through the rest just yeah. like all at once. There, there's a couple things going on. He can kind of buff himself. I forget what the name of the move is, but he, he'll. Um... Also, I think it's worth noting that he does attack very fast, but it's not. It, it, at least for me, it didn't seem like it was too bad to stay on top of because he wasn't doing massive attack, like attack right, damage, right. even when he was buff. Where he has a buff, where he'll be uh, in haste, uh, attack up, um, you know, protect and shell up as well. Right, right. Uh, and uh, and the the bad side of that, the bad side of that is that he um he you can't he's immune to all status ailments. So I was just like saboteurs. Nope, we're just going all offense and and uh, medic. Right. But yeah, the nice thing is when he's on the ground, you can launch him, which was yeah. very unexpected yeah. for me. He, he also becomes susceptible to all those uh, stats 
like uh, oh on the ground sort of stuff when he's on the ground yeah Ooh, nice I, I don't think i realized that while he was you're playing hard mode <laughs> but well by the time i, I only that knew I, because i accidentally went to it instead of the one that i wanted to go to and i got like an imperil or two fired off and i was like wait a minute <laughs> oh i see what i did i did um i did a real pro strat where i i had him staggered and um right as his stagger bar was about to run out, like literally, I mean like pixels, pixels away from it being completely empty. I, I was able to get army of one started and that will, uh -huh. that will prolong the, the full stagger thing. So he was at, Oh really? He was at the, the top stagger thing. Lightning's going in with like the 13 attacks or whatever it is with army of one. And since I didn't have to worry about increasing the stagger bar at all, I just switched her into commando where she had more strength. and was just dealing like the maximum DPS that she could while like not only just like keeping his stagger bar longer, but also interrupting him so he couldn't attack. So that's like, that that's was my cool. bread and butter for this segment. Hell yeah. That's, it's, awesome. that's a really fun strat. When you pull it off, you feel so fucking good. You're like, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never, I, um, I obviously haven't really been uh, uh, using the army of one a lot, but I love all the strategies that you figured out using it. Yeah, it's I like partially that. I figured out some of them. The other is that like Zwanzig and Ninnies are always like in my chat watching me play. And oh, like, yeah, sure. Then I'm like, oh, that makes a whole lot of sense. Hell yeah. So I'm not like, I think I would have figured out the um, the stagger bar duration thing because there's been many fights where you kill an enemy and or the enemy has like 15 HP left and then you go and do army of one and then you're like, fuck, now I have to watch this entire animation even though I killed it <laughs> on the first hit. So it works the same way with the stagger bar. That's awesome. But uh, I think that's our last of these bosses, right? Yeah, we uh, we reached another one of those statue goddess things, and it presents us with a nice new painting to jump into. Further proving that the black one downstairs is just cut content because yeah, just like yeah. they hoped you would forget about that one. It's like <laughs> we're not going to redo this animation. We got to give Feng something to look at. And can I say I love the area that we go into after this? Like after you take oh, it's like, so nice the little waiting form. room. It's that's a good place to take a break in this nice little waiting room. There's there's three chairs on on each side. There's a lovely <laughs> yeah. view we'll describe of the beautiful it and then sky. take a break because yeah. we should break here. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, it's it's really nice. This is the doctor's office. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's a laboratory, a doctor's office. It's very like heavenly, very uh, sterile are, lighting, fluorescent bulbs are humming real nice. Bulbs. It's, it's very Heaven's calm. Bulbs. Like the the last area has all kinds of like fucking platforms and energy just shooting all over the place. This the, is very calm there's a lot of point out there's windows there's here. windows i looked mm -hmm. out the windows and i couldn't like notice any uh there's no structures that i saw it's just like a sky box of the sky yeah, yeah in a box yeah there's like the floating like lounge chairs like this is basically where like we're, we're at the uh yeah this is like the waiting room like the reception area for uh, like we're about to meet the boss and the boss is like uh orphan we'll see you now <laughs> it really is it, it, and it's like it's totally silent too, which is very like. It's I, I love it. I love it. Barthandless, uh, a raging mob is here. <laughs> Do they <laughs> have they an have appointment? appointment? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I phoned ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a very very cool just technique and like you know how to how to uh, present something where we just went through this like really weird, hard to comprehend, very like. Um, loud what, and noisy area mc escher like fucking area where you're just like i don't know and then you come to just like the most normal looking place <laughs> in the world so it's so normal that it's fucking weird and creepy like it's creepier than the other shit that we've seen yeah, um, yeah. it's very reminiscent reminds me of like when we finally like 
by we i mean when neo first like when meets the arch- architect yeah, or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah like the yeah. matrix where it's like it just feels so normal it's, suddenly like where it's just very I, I think the thing that to me really does it like the the thing that um because that is a great comparison it's like when he meets uh when he meets the architect in the matrix when he meets george carlin in uh scary movie three <laughs> the the only difference uh, to me, really, and the thing that I think gives this a lot of characterization is that the windows have like low, sha- like l- like l- like long shadows, right? Like there's like s- sunlight beaming into the room, so it's not entirely clinical. It's, it's like not entirely like an underground lab or something. There's like it feels like we're like at a high rise or yeah, something. There's like, like natural like light. In the sky. It's very yeah. nice. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, Eden is floating. In the yeah, sky, true. So. Um, it's, it's funny too. Um, the first, is it real? The first stretch that we get to where it's just like the hallway. And at the end of it, we see like a statue at the end and and there's just all these like almost like circular light bulbs just on the wall going up and stuff. It reminded me of the hallway in the, in the resident evil movie where they go in there and there's just a bunch of lasers that like slice them all up <laughs> and they have to like right. dodge through the lasers and stuff. And then the very last laser that comes through is just like a checkerboard. Like a grid. That, yeah. It's like, you just can't get, avoid it. <laughs> yeah. The theme also, I forgot the music in this whole um, episode so far is really cool. It's like, I, I noticed that the longest song in any area we've been to, cause it is like eight minutes long instead of usual songs are like, they loop oh. around like two or three minutes. It's this really like big washy, kind of drony thing and sometimes it turns really like eerie kind of there's like eerie arpeggios and then kind of goes back into some ambient things but it's called the cradle will fall uh, it's so good which is the name of the chapter yeah, yeah. which i was like that's yeah, very yeah. cute <laughs> it's a uh, yeah rockabye baby type of thing rockabye 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 <laughs> but i love that it's 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 the loop is so long it kind of keeps you on edge the entire time so you kind of you don't ever rep- it doesn't feel repetitive so you don't feel comfortable yeah because it's constantly changing the loop is so long they don't really feel it looping yeah well i think this is a good place to uh, to take a number and sit down in one of these little chairs here and uh wait for dice yeah, all right let me go right up to the here, ticket think, right? t- uh thing here and let me grab it okay grabbed it there <laughs> hey guys guess what number it is oh my god which one <laughs> it's 13 nice shit <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if people were like he's gonna say 69 <laughs> i was hoping you would go for 13 i was like 13 would be the classy one to 311 go or 311 yeah no it's, it's gotta be 13 all right well i will see you all after dub break dub break dub break dub break Carl, you were saying this uh, area reminds you of Resident Evil, but to me, it reminded me of Cube 2 Hypercube, which Yo. also involves slicing dudes <laughs> yes. up. Hell yeah. Many, many nights in high school uh, at my buddy Tim's house where Hypercube was just on and we're like, yeah, this movie fucking rules. Oddly, that's not the first nor second time in the past week that Cube 2 has come up in my life. Uh, please, Cube 2 Hypercube, please. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. My, my mistake. I'm sorry. That Cube, cube also cube has Tesseracts in it. Yes. <laughs> Remember the d- dude is just eating himself and collecting all his watches? That was weird. How many cubes is a tesseract? It's one. It's two, a three, four four dimensional. Isn't it a four-dimensional Eight. one? So an impossibility. Well, I mean, it's um, it's essentially like a. Uh, Love was like, the fourth dimension all along. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you draw two cubes and you connect all of the, 
vertices. It's like a 2D representation of a hypercube. Mm-hmm. And inside of it, I think there's eight cubes that you can count in the 3D uh, representation. It's like a fractal type of thing. I need I to do that with the cool S. <laughs> I remember yeah, when I learned how go. to draw cubes by drawing squares and like angles and stuff. Um, yeah, I started just doing that with the cool S, and I thought it was cool yeah, as fuck. You you can literally do that again, like like because you just draw two squares and you connect all the 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 vertices or whatever. You can just do it again. Just draw another cube and then connect all those vertices. Yeah, like between the two, and that is a two dimensional representation of a tesseract, and all of the cubes inside of it are visible in the 2d representation and you can like count them i think that there's eight but i could be wrong we're in the waiting room do you guys want to talk about the waiting room a little a little more um there's, there's uh, no lasers there's some statues which I, I i think there's just four statues on each like, yeah there's like yeah. a central pillar and then there's mm-hmm. like a hallway little like three cool ass little sofas that like yeah. Look like they would maybe comfortably fit only one person, but yeah, they're pretty small. <laughs> but the design of like a love seat or a uh, like a, a, a three seater. But um, I, I'm interested in this uh, in this statue. I don't know who it is. I'm guessing like Lindsay or Lindsay or Etro. I think are the Etro. Only... I almost said yeah. Ethos, and then I was like, yeah, Ethel. Well, the... I think they're the only like two feminine deities that we really have mention of right now mm-hmm. yeah those two so i'd have to imagine it's one of the two um, oh there's an ether saw as well before we come up on there this is the only item in here it's the last item in the game yeah just in case you need to top off your tp yep yep this area is called the narthex which rules mm-hmm. we see this. another one of those jafar uh cocoon brands uh on this door that just kind of like a future cyber door. Uh, it's got like a, an Xbox door. red ring of death, but like a vertical line oh, version it of it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And when the door opens up, it's also uh, a falsy, <laughs> of course, yeah, at the bottom yeah, of it yeah. that then has a smaller door. Uh, and once we go through that, they, Lightning will say, are you ready? Right. She's, well, she says, like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's mosey. And then you get one more chance to turn around. Like, even though you're walking through the door, she says, let's do this. And then you get control of your party again. And if you walk immediately backwards, you can go do stuff. But if you continue forwards at all, it begins the That's final series of fights in the game. That's the game. And mm-hmm. I think it is time to beat the game. I agree. Beat a game. Ready? Yep. Yeah, ready. Says yeah, the, the gang. Snow says this is it. Yeah, Lightning's like moment of truth, hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We 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 come up on like a precipice. Yeah, we're overlooking what looks like the inside of is very kind of like Art Deco-y in this in the in the center. But there's like yeah, cogs and wheels, almost like pointed at the middle of this room. Art yeah. Deco uh, Gladys um, boss fight. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With a cool ass chair thrown. In this the is middle. Bioshock. Uh, portal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. There is a like you're saying. There's a cool ass chair in the middle. It's a it's a big like stone throne. Stone and engraved on the back of it is the cool S, just right there. <laughs> oh yeah, it. there it is. In tesseract <laughs> shape. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it actually has the the symbol of Lindsay, and it has some like text on it, right? Some cocoon text. I probably could translate, but I'm not gonna. I do. Yeah, there we, we all kind of jumped Fuck down there, shit. and I I liked that lightning is the first one to jump down. Uh, to me, that felt fitting. Yeah, yeah everything starts a- shaking, and everyone kind of jumps up. I jumps down. I think maybe because that platform starts shaking or something like that. Like, like yeah, I actually call. thought I thought it was gonna collapse, and I was like, no, they wouldn't collapse their own stuff like that. How would they? How would you get back up? <laughs> yeah, um, Vanille kind of notices more of the uh, the 
the goo floating around uh, the little, the little lights, just like lights. an Ereba. Ereba. And I, and I think this is the answer to this because we've been talking about this. Like, are these pyreflies? Are these souls or whatever? And as she says, oh, they're little lights, just like an Ereba, Bartandala says, life's spark shines on. And we can't see him. He's just speaking to us from somewhere else. Life spark shines on once freed from its fleshly shroud. And so I think that's like, that is life. Like th those are living beings no longer inside of their flesh. Like yeah, that's soul. Their soul boop. It's not soul firefly. Boop. It's just pyre dust. Yeah. Yeah. And but, um, as he's saying that we see two little Sims, what are the things above the Sims heads? Plumbobs. Yeah. We see two Sim plumbobs, one blue, one green erupt from the ground and kind of float above. And that, uh, transforms into some familiar faces that we know and love. Yeah. Dodge oh, yeah, these guys. Sarah. I, oh, no. I, I literally <laughs> saw these and I was like, Oh, right. Like the whole reason that all any of this is happening. There's two very important NPCs that are in crystal that I, literally forgot about because of how long it's been of us <laughs> just in this last stretch yeah. like the stakes have gotten so much higher nautilus was last year yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah sarah was who knows i thought she we just got used to her being a little uh birthstone <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well uh speaking of it little birthstone right um uh, uh minerva flies in the the owl right from the cool the hallway throne. that we were just in <laughs> from the cool hallway from the narthex lands on the throne transforms into disley or at least Dysley drops appears. him off and uh, and he says uh he's continuing his last sentence about life shining on he says dreams meanwhile shatter in a flash and he, and he slams just, down his little pope stick and yep. those crystals that we have been trying to liberate Sa for the, the people we've tried, game, been trying to save they just fucking shatter. <laughs> shatter and like Saz is like, oh my god, no. Yeah, as Dodge goes first, and then Snow is like reaching out his hand and it, it kind of shows in the background there Sarah's crystal shattering as well. And he's like, no. And then he, yeah, he pulls an Ash Ketchum in uh in Pokemon the first movie where he's like, okay, this shit's getting he real bad. Doing, he does this every time he sees Dizely. I'm just, just gonna run up on this guy and try to punch him, and he immediately yep, gets yep. like the, the energy field blocking him, just like Mewtwo. <laughs> And Lightning says to Snow after that, she goes, think, where's the real Sarah? And he's like, oh, yeah. It's like Ben Shapiro in that punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, and that's what I was saying. She's like the little uh, the little crystal, the little uh, teardrop, right? Yeah, Saz calls um, it uh, falsy smoke and mirrors. Like, can, it's I just a, can I put a pin in that, too? Yeah. As a matter of fact, the smoke and mirrors thing. And I'm sorry, I'm going to do this right in the middle of a, of, a, of a conversation that everybody's having. But I just wanted to say... I love... It, it, Maybe you're on the same track that I'm on, Alex. Maybe not. I feel like this game is so tightly written up to a certain point. And then there are like three or four things that happen in this last cutscene that are cool conceptually. They're like conceptually interesting ideas to write with. Like you. And then over and over, they just say, oh, that's just foul sea smoke and mirrors and it's like you can't do that to every fucking plot point that pops up every time something happens they're like ah oh, it's just foul sea smoke and mirrors it's fine and like it's, uh, yeah, but, no you it's know. fine because hope, it's hope just yeah, whatever fuck it hope hope clears it up completely by saying yeah they don't work wonders they play tricks as we all know a joker only ever uses 10 percent of his tricks <laughs> but i like this exchange because uh yeah like snow's on his knees he like lightning reminds him because i guess with the little like Sarah's tear, we kind of still have kind of a sense on her like life. I yeah, guess. it's kind of it's yeah. glowing as yeah. well. 
It's like, remember, where is the real Sarah? And he looks down, but like, I like that Saz like lowers next to him just the chick as if that's like the comparable thing to, the, to, to Sarah's to, tear. I, to, yeah, to Dodge. My assumption was that the Chocobo chick would feel sad if Dodge died and it's currently in good spirits. My association, and I'm glad that I was wrong. The bird says bullshit. The box <laughs> says no. Um, my assumption of that and I'm glad I was incorrect about it um, because it would have been really fucking stupid. And again, like, who knows? This game could have easily done that because there's a lot of stupid shit in this game. But I was like, is that implying something that I've kind of suspected might be dumb enough for them to put it in? That Dodge's soul is somehow, like, in this Chocobo chick? Like, the Chocobo chick is Dodge somehow? Like, <laughs> I'm glad that from what I've seen after beating the game, I haven't done all the missions, I didn't get all the Analects yet, but uh, I don't think that's the case <laughs> i died and my soul went to this <laughs> went to this chocobo as we all know dodge is an anamorph <laughs> this is what uh he stayed an anamorph form too long remember that nickelodeon show 100 good yeah for Eddie McDowell, where, like, yeah the bully oh turns God, you just unlocked a fucking memory in my brain yeah. Yeah, i forgot about that where the bully turns into a dog and has to give you a deeds and, that's yeah. right yeah <laughs> Listen, there's nothing in the rule book that says a bully can't turn into a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hope um, says it. Yeah, yeah, they play tricks. Yeah, and Bart, Bart's like, yeah, at last, my errant lassie. Men fight men. Men battle beasts. Cocoon wars with pulse. It's like, motherfucker, all this shit's your fault. <laughs> men fight men. Men battle beasts. Cocoon wars with Pulse. There can be no end to such conflict. But Cocoon's end is imminent and inevitable. Will you not at least slay Orphan and make it quick as an act of mercy? I think it's kind of interesting the way he presents that at the end or whatever. That he's like, please just do it. Just stop being dicks and come just on, kill me. Just kill, kill Orphan. Yeah, I'll be your friend. Oh, you're mean. Oh, you're mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah Lightning's just like, Mercy, you mean murder. And Cocoon won't die. We're not here for that. We came for you. And everyone kind of Ooh, and she points. To she points the sword at him, too. It's mm -hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah, and he's all he's being all pouty again. <laughs> like, yeah. oh. His, I will say I think that um uh as much as I'm like, oh the acting and the writing is weird in the end of the game or whatever, I think Bartandalus uh, does a really good job. Like the way they um make his model move and the voice acting in this mm -hmm. scene I think is really good. because uh, he shows like a bit more humanity, even though he's not a human, uh in this scene. Like he's he's sick and twisted, right? Like he's evil, but like he does. He's getting frustrated. <laughs> yeah, like at the at begin, like for the first part of the conversation, it seems like he's like genuinely being like, "Will you please just slay Orphan, please?" Like, like yeah, I, I won't even fight you. Like, it's not even a personal thing. Just go do it. He's right here. Just deal with it. I think and then the he highest looks genuinely disappointed. Now he's like, "Come on." <laughs> the the highest praise that I can give to the voice actor of uh, Dicely slash Bartandalus is that there's enough times where I'm like, "Is this Clancy Brown?" Like. That is amazing. Oh, yeah. like, I would love that Clancy Brown be in a Final Fantasy. I don't know if he was, but I would not be surprised if he was. Yeah. No, but, but uh, that, yeah. 
Yeah, he says, uh, such willful insolence, disappointing. You prolong cocoon suffering, and to what end? Refusing me, but condemns another to face your focus tomorrow. And then he stands up it's and like he says... It's like my brother in Falsy, you could simply stop forcing people to have a focus. <laughs> my, like, my brother in Falsy. It's like, oh, this is your fault. You're making someone else get a focus. It's like, motherfucker, you're the one doling out focuses. <laughs> like, why are you fucking <laughs> gaslighting me and all my friends? <laughs> But he, uh, he stands up and says, if you truly seek salvation, you will obey. And he becomes uh, the Bartandalus big, nasty, wide Bartandalus that we know and love. But this time, he has, like, robotic angel wings or something. It's really Yes, really Pauldron's wild. got even bigger. Now he's wearing football shoulder pads. That's true. That look like <laughs> angel's wings. I'm looking up uh, the voice actor. His name is uh, Stuart Scott Bullock. He voiced King Gubot in The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron. He voiced a lot of things in Danny Phantom as well. Nice. nice okay. In Hades and Kate Icarus. Gotta uh, catch them all. Flappy Bob. Yeah. There is an interesting amount of like Nickelodeon TV show voice actors in this. Like, was it Ferb from Phineas and Ferb? Is, yeah. He's oh, in, yeah. It's Hope. Yeah. Interesting. everywhere here. Jeff Fisher. He's in, he's in Flapjack. It's Captain Ridiculous. Oh, wow. Captain Bartandalus. Uh, so so Bart's got a uh, a move now. I don't think he had this before. Um, he's got Ultima. Oh, Yo, man. he has Ultima now. He didn't do that before, right? I remember being like, no, oh, shit. No, he did not. Yeah, so um, luckily, uh, Ultima, at least with my build, seemed to be way less powerful than Ultimas that we've seen in the past. This isn't like Seymour... It's not Seymour casting Ultima on you or anything from Final Fantasy X. Like, I actually was able to survive this pretty well. Yeah, it's not that bad. He still has that fucking Thanatosian laughter, and I hate that move. Yeah, that mm-hmm. move will really chunk you down. Like, you need to make sure that you're healed up for that. Um, there was a point, I think, where Ultima was only doing, like, a couple ticks of damage to, to some of my party. And I don't know if it's because, like, lightning was jumping and outside of, like, the, the area of effect oh, yeah, of it. But yeah. I saw, like, Ultima doing, like, seven. And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Ultima's a weird one. I'm actually not really sure how it works or what its math is. It's a, it's a cool-looking um, attack. And, and again, it's a, a Final Fantasy thirteen boss fight. So there's so much going on that you might blink and miss some, some stuff with it. But, um, like... I, I remember he used Ultima at one point when I was actually paying attention to the battlefield, and I was like, oh my god, what was that attack? I I need to prepare for that, and Zwanzig was like, oh yeah, that was just Ultima. I was like, oh, I'm, I just didn't say it. Like, it's just like a full-out explosion, and then you see the green that we're, we usually associate with Ultima. I, I'm, reading a, I'm reading the description of it right now, um, and apparently it deal, deals major damage to all characters, consisting of two hits... A weak opener and a strong finisher ah. with with high damage variance. So it may do like nothing, or it may do just like a shitload of damage. Oh, I see. Well, that's pretty cool then. That explains why I saw like a single digit. I'm like, ah, oh, this ain't nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, at no point did Ultima do like over half my health or anything like that. Like it was it was not that bad. But that fucking the Thanatosian laughter, that shit can go kick rocks somewhere i hate that yeah i don't know how many hits it does on you but it 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 does big old chunks of damage and it hits like what feels like almost 10 times yeah i think it does fractional damage i think it's like gravity based or something like that uh because i never died from it none of my characters got killed by it but they would always be in like a hundred health or left or something like that actually yes it says right here unlike before it now deals fractional damage okay Oh, well, that's but good. it can kill a party member if that party member has D-Shell. 
Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Which can he cast D shell? I think there are some status ailments that you can get in this fight, right? Yeah, yeah. He can cast a couple things on you. I think his uh his normal attacks do stuff like that. He's uh yeah, he's he's kind of rough. I mean, he's not terrible, terrible. I think the coolest I thing I feel about like he's not is... as bad as the other fights that we've had with him. Agreed, agreed. I think this fight's a lot simpler also that he doesn't have like multiple target. Yeah, yeah. Too. yeah, it just really simplifies things. Really, I really wasted that Libra scope expecting him to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I, I think the coolest thing about the battle is that he talks to you as the battle goes on. Mm. Like he keeps telling you, he's like, You will kill Orphan, you have to obey, and stuff like Please. that. Please, so like, no way, cool. old man, we'll never kill Orphan, that'll never happen. That'll never happen, definitely not. We in the have next no fight. reason to, that's right, definitely no reason. So, I mean, honestly, for being the last fight with Bart, I don't really have too much else to say about it. Yeah, this uh, this fight, I also don't have too much more to say about it because I I was able to just beat it in, in my first try. And uh, I only got three stars on it, but it, it didn't seem that difficult. Um, I, I think I kind of played it safe as well, just to make sure. Because, I mean, how many times have we fought this asshole now? Yeah, three enough. times. Yeah. It's the third time. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, we beat the game. Hooray. Yeah, his final boss. There we go. Orphan lives on and everything's fine. He sinks into the goo. He sinks yeah, into well, the we, goo. He's looking gooey himself. We, yeah, the floor was like, a, it was like a, his throne area was like above like a water pool. Like yeah. So for some reason, the floor is now gone. Um, hey, maybe he was part of the floor. Can, can I say that this is the first in a series of escalatingly confusing cutscenes? Like everything from this point to the end of the game is so batshit insane. Yeah. <laughs> like with maybe the most batshit insane thing happening in this cutscene. So sorry, go ahead. What is the goo? Who could say? Who could say? But Bartandalus is dipping into it and he says, He dips into the hotel pool. At last release. Yeah, yeah. And he's like screaming, release, at last release. And Saz Which is, is just like, hey, put a lid on it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has out. their version of, oh, we did it. You know, it, yeah. it's done. Ah, all right. Um, Yay. And then and everything's fine. The craziest um, then, thing in the entire fucking world happens to me. It's I, that I, I laugh again. every time I see this. I can't, I can't help but laugh at it because fucking Minerva appears and just fucking headlong, like, dives right into the pool. Splunk. Uh, and just, like, <laughs> like it's suicide bombs into it. Just goes, is that zoop. bird just, like, holding, like, the soul of Barthandalus or something? I don't I, know. Is no, that his fucking horcrux or whatever the fuck? Like, that's kind of what it feels like. It's animation of it flying into the water is so fucking funny to me because yeah, it doesn't have any, like, special animation to it. It's just a straight line down into it and then not even, like, a splash. Just... Yeah, it's just like that uh, that pilot landing in the Hudson River kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then that happening causes some crazy fucking shit. Uh, we start hearing a voice uh, saying... We, we start hearing two voices. Oh, that's, that's true. Two voices. I think speaking. it's the voice of Bartandalus, but also a, a female voice that we haven't yes. heard yeah. before. Correct. And uh, I like how the script just calls this being. Yeah, being. Um, they say, uh, a haven, yea, yet it must fall ere we be saved. Too frail a shell, and humans would not thrive. Too stout a shell, and they would not die. Slaughter and salvation, 
two irreconcilable focuses we bore. Focuses? I thought it was called foci. Like yeah, what the fuck, game? Yeah. Come on, fix your um, game, Square Enix. <laughs> yet bound were we in a cocoon prison, impervious to our power. I lost and so we skin. thank you for granting us our longed-for birth. And um, I wanted to say, I know I've brought this up a couple times, and they're getting ready to talk about it more. But I think this uh, kind of goes to what we've talked about a little before. Like, why don't the fallacy do the things that the Lassie are supposed to do? Like, why don't they do it? Or like, yeah. can fallacy kill other fallacy? Like, what's the deal, right? It's like, they can't. They can't, they can't do, it. do it. Like, even though they're like ultra powerful, they have their focuses too. Like, they have their things that they have to do and they can't act outside of it. I guess a, a good way to look at it, like, with in-game mechanics is, like, we have now fought Bartandalus and killed him three times, yet he has not died. Any of yeah, these times, he yeah. has Yeah, it's just a shell, I'm guessing, because he's just... Because he is a Falsy, he is... The Falsy is, like, a ethereal energy, I'm guessing, and that... So, the, his shell, his, you know, vessel, is all that we're breaking over and over again. It's interesting, too, the way they said, like, too frail a shell and humans should not thrive, too stout a shell and they would not die. With that, it's, like, kind of juxtaposition between, uh, like, Cocoon and Pulse, because, like, if we know anything, especially from reading the, the chapter in the uh, in episode zero, um, like, too frail a shell, humans should not thrive, but, like, people on Cocoon are... A, 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 all creatures on Cocoon are extremely, extremely fr frail. But they're still well. Thriving. I mean, they're thriving in a way that they're reproducing a lot. I suppose. Yeah. yeah if yeah, if yeah. the goal is to like mass, you know, kill all these people. True. Yeah. Yeah. And if it was, and if Cocoon thriving was too in the strong, way that cows in a, uh, in a slaughterhouse are. Uh, I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah, basically right. saying like humans are too too weak to like exist on their own. But like, if they were too hefty, they wouldn't. They wouldn't need be able to die. And, yeah. Like they're exploitable is basically kind of the whole thing. Like the reason, the but the that's kind of like the thing with lightning. The last scene was like because of our empathy is both our strength and our weakness. Like we're easily like taken advantage of, but also we're fucking stubborn as hell. You know, yeah. I didn't think about it that way. I literally only thought of the shell as cocoon. But I guess yeah, you could read it as cocoon or actually like the physical like uh, existence of humans as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I guess no. It probably makes more sense that they're talking about cocoon. I I took it as like humans in general because it's like we're yeah, we're too. wondering about gods and well, and 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 they're talking about creating humans or whatever. And it's like, well, you know, it's this well, weird. They designed them to be kind of dependent and like not too planned god, obsolescence. <laughs> I I figured it was talking about cocoon because the lines before it, he says like a haven, like a, a safe place, and then yet it must fall ere we be saved. Like it's a safe place. That needs uh, to yeah. fall and i'm like oh he's talking oh, about cocoon yeah. i'm um, too dumb for this shit <laughs> i'm sure there's some parallel <laughs> meaning in a lot of this oh yeah i'm sure well, it's, it's, it works that way this definitely. is thick with symbolism it is it is yeah but as all of the, as, he's, as he's like as this being is saying this over and over and, and just kind of uh philosophizing or whatever the fuck um snow says dicely and says says no not anymore and that being says we are the abandoned one born but now to die our name is orphan by our hand the world shall know redemption can Which, i uh-oh uh um, <laughs> orphan yeah yeah they, our name is orphan uh-oh yeah i do like the like the the lady head of it um wearing the cool like gwendolyn kind of crown like very Let's very talk cool about looking this very thing. Very creepy looking. Uh, I'm going to post a picture in our Discord together. There is a really good image by the artist Moth Cub, who beat this game 
drew a picture of Orphan, and then we retweeted it, and then they like followed us, and we're like, "Oh, I like your podcast," and I was like, oh, "I love your art," and so it like all worked Hell out yes. very well. But they drew the best version of Orphan. Oh my god, and I love it so, so much. It makes me so happy to see. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, uh, really capturing my favorite animation of it, which is like the the motherly side of Orphan, just gently like caressing, just like or like showing off the the child of like the 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 fa- the, the face of the child. Is, yeah, this thing is basically like a giant headstone that is like kind of all mashed together. In the middle, there is the child. There's like the father and the mother on each side. Bart Bartandalus being the purple side. Basically, pinwheel from Dark so- Dark Souls. Yeah. The, the the mother, the child, and the father. There's a lot of geometry here, also. Oh uh, yeah. So okay. So orphan is a primarily widthy creation. It's not exactly depthy. Like it's very flat. Uh, but very, very, uh, the, they're coming out of the pool. So at the moment, we don't see what's below them. But it, it, it's a fuse or a fusion between three creatures, right? Uh, a masculine one that's made out of like black crystal and is incredibly geometric, like hard corners. Kind of looks like um, Bartandalus's face in silhouette. So instead of yes, it being front facing yes. to us, it's kind of off to the side now. It reminds me of Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like uh, the other two characters remind me of like the Madonna, like the the Mother Mary with the Christ child or whatever. Yeah, the, uh, the character from all those Tool songs, right? <laughs> that's right. That's that might right. be the Minerva part of it. Now I think about oh, it. Oh, possibly. There's the possibly. wings on that side as well. Like the cool, like um, almost they look brass. Yeah, so I was first, I was like, where did these three entities come from? Like I know there's Orphan, I know there's Bart, and then like oh, Minerva dives in, the familiar of Bart. So maybe yeah, it's just yeah. the fusion of these three things kind of smushing together, which Minerva, I think also like we talked about a little bit. I totally forgot the like etymology and like theological references and all that stuff. Yeah. Minerva, Roman goddess of wisdom, justice, law, victory. But yeah. The, the very center or the top center. Like Athena. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the top center is just a, a circle uh, with a little like sleeping face on it, and the 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 mother figure or the the feminine figure is kind of like cradling it with tans mm-hmm. or whatever, and they all with its singular hand because the rest of the the body is like oh the, yeah the yeah. other part of the the entity yeah and it's a uh, so is this point of like they fuse with orphans like all right if you're not gonna kill orphan on your own how if I fuse with orphan then you have to kill me with orphan along with it is maybe what the plan I is I wonder I, it's it's so that's hard that's kind to of say. the motivation yeah because yeah. Minerva and dies like kind of fusing with like the because if Falces are just like an, an, an energy source they can share maybe share a cell or share a shell yeah it's yeah. hard to say <laughs> I think there's also more dialogue going on as this is coming into into frame. There is, oh. and I will say that, like the as it's written in the in the script reading, the being or whatever this orphan, uh, it does refer to itself in like the royal we or like uh, not even the royal we, it's like a plural, a plural we, um, and it says we thank you for granting us our long for birth. So yeah, like the, I feel like this is a thing that needed to happen anyway, and not necessarily just a ploy by Dysley, but I feel like it's impossible to say like exactly what is going on here. Yeah. yeah. I mean there there might be people who have dove into this even more and can make a, a perfect sense of it. Uh I have not researched it enough to get that yet. I will try to for the next couple of episodes, but um it, it, it's all very, very confusing. <laughs> The fact that Minerva dove in makes it seem very uh, willing. Oh, like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Intentional, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this all seems to be still going very according to plan for Bartandalus. Like, 
given that we are in an inescapable battle with the thing that we are trying to not fight. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I love, yeah, like not only cradling it, but it's like, it looks almost like it's delivering orphan. Yeah, like presenting it, being like, serving it. Like, it's like, and here you are behind door number one. Like, you know. Yeah, it's really cool. So, this uh, fight is a very interesting one. Um, How did you guys do with it? Uh, It it starts with prison rules because uh, it uses an attack, um, Merciless Judgment, which is a very cool. Very cool animation of just a gigantic fucking sword erupting you, from the ground. You get to see the bottom of Orphan, which is a big fucking sword. Yeah, it's the fucking sword Pokemon, Hone Edge or whatever. <laughs> and the tail of like the mother's side was kind of wisping around it a little bit too. Yeah, cool. yeah, it's really The music tight. is fucking Dark Souls as fuck. It's pretty... Mm-hmm. Oh, the music's so good. Um, so I think uh, the way that Merciless Judgment works is that it is also kind of like a gravity type attack that will only do Mm. um, fragmental damage and it won't fully kill you. But uh, it brought my team, which has like close to like six or 7,000 HP each down to um, 75 HP on lightning, 58 HP on vanille and 72 on fang. So it's like, (laughs) uh Oh, so like just immediately you have to start healing back up because it will always start with that attack. It does give you a second before it keeps, uh, going to heal up or whatever so if you're like ready like if you go ahead and switch into a uh like a combat clinic or something yeah yeah then you'll be okay and but when he starts out i will say there is just enough time to switch to combat clinic before he comes down Mm -hmm. and you can reduce the uh fractional damage a little bit um it's interesting too because um it's a very cinematic attack that they're (gasps) using so, I haven't seen another attack in the game this this way. I think it's I don't the think only there's one. ever been one because notably we can't go into a paradigm shift after it has been called. Once that yeah, animation yeah. starts, it's kind of like when we summon Odin or something like or summon an uh, an Idolin. Uh, th- that's just it. Like you just have to wait until it finishes. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It it, it makes you respect it. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, also, what is the um, thing? Oh, yeah, it, the um, other side casts like a kind of a healing orb, kind of right. Yeah, next yeah, to it. uses the hand that's presenting orphan so, and so like, adds a little uh, little glyph over there. As, so I think as, you can target. As I the, you can't target it, but as the battle goes on, that has a name. That's um. Let me see. What is it called? That is a consummate light. Consummate light. So it has consummate light and consummate darkness, right? Um, and every two the con- and a half... The word consummate's ruined by me, by the Trogdor. Like consummate <laughs> yeah, <piece>. consummate. <laughs> yeah. um, every two and a half minutes, it switches between them. Um, I much prefer consummate light to be out instead of darkness because darkness can hit you with um, status effects. And that shit sucks. So even though it, you can't target multiple parts of orphan there are multiple pieces on the board in the way that there are like the three orphan faces and the uh, the darkness or light ball that take their own turns and apply pressure as you uh, as you go through this fight so you kind of have to juggle a couple things even though there's only one target it has a really tough uh, slap hit where it mm-hmm. just kind of like rotates around and slaps everybody and does a, a good chunk of damage less so than yeah, half though so you can take at least two of them yeah, unless you just got mercilessly judgmented and then he smacks you. But I, I think it, that, the, the AI script doesn't do it that way. Kind of, merciless um, judgment isn't like a, oh, fuck, you just lose now kind of thing. It's more so of a like, no, you need to reset and, and get to it. it it's not really going to be a situation that I've seen. And I've had to do this fight three times, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't really seen yeah. a thing where it's like you need to immediately like you, you'll immediately die. Right. And after he is staggered or switches between consummate light and consummate darkness, he uses merciless judgment. Right. Um, so, so you can kind of know when it's getting ready to happen. Like if you just did like a good stagger uh, session or whatever, you did a whole bunch of damage. You see the stagger coming to the end. It's probably safe to just go ahead and switch to combat clinic right then. Yeah. Um, he is uh, susceptible to poison, which on enemies with a shit ton of HP rules. You can really put some numbers in that way. Um, he's actually susceptible to quite a bit. Oh, I actually do want to take back what I said with the Merciless Judgment. At least for the first one, that one's pretty free, but I was close enough to Orphan that as I was trying to shift into Combat Clinic after getting the, first, the, the second Merciless Judgment in the fight, I just died immediately with Lightning before oh, I could no. even like, heal, uh, heal up or anything. So yeah, yeah fuck that. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's like another D-Shell thing too, where like... Um, even though it's fractional, the I don't know like what attack was hitting that. me after it. I'm trying to watch that, but it's just like there's like a, just a beam that's coming out. It doesn't say what attack he, it is. He has an unnamed attack that has like these like dark purple lasers shoot out. Yeah, so maybe you. that has something to do with consummate darkness because that's definitely what hit me right after that. So that's yeah, probably so bullshit. Yeah, he's kind of it's it's a little rough. Um, there's a lot going on. Uh, there's also my least fucking favorite thing in the fight. I had to do this fight I three times. I wonder what it is. Yeah. Because of progenitorial wrath. Oh, yeah. Uh, that wasn't the one I was thinking of. But what is that? I'm actually watching my second attempt where that's hitting as well. When in consummate light, he can use an attack called progenitorial wrath, which has a low chance of inflicting instant death, which guess how I died both times. Oh, is that the instant <laughs> death one? That's the instant death one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um... Yeah, he hits you with it, and then uh, you just have... It's, just a, it's a low party member chance. With 50, it says 50% It's a 50% chance. chance. But, it's a coin oh, okay. but Well, I mean, a 50% reason, chance and three people on my team, yeah. and both times it detected Fang and killed me, and I was like, come on. So I have a little extra information about that because that is how my second run ended. I literally had no idea what was going on. It was like merciless judgment happened i healed everyone back up i was doing really well i almost had orphan completely dead i was like fully staggered everything was going great i was like i fucking got it this is amazing nope wrath lightning's dead full health lightning yeah um, yep, i want to yep. see i want to see if this is full bullshit so that's 16 percent chance i guess if it's gonna kill your lead party member <laughs> the, this is actual actual bullshit because if i understand it correctly from what zwanzig was saying um Bart will always prioritize a medic or a <gasps> sentinel. It, it, if everybody in my party at the time was sentinel or medic, so mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking back at my footage when I literally was about to win on my second try. Lightning was fucking Ravager, and he still hit her. Vanil was medic, so I don't know why that happened. But I was like doing so well, and like what I an thought asshole. I won. I thought I won because like everything just stopped in the battle and I yeah, like looked yeah. over and I just saw <laughs> there's actually here's a really good screenshot of my face. <laughs> yeah, so for whatever reason I it, the game was just like no, you got you got unlucky. So, uh you lose. Even though I I played that perfectly to the point where Zwanzig was like, "Holy shit, you got him to half, half health." Like immediately with the first stagger and like i was on he was like you're using speed run strats like without even me really even realizing yeah, it yeah. and then it was just like no actually you lose <laughs> 
Yeah, that happened to me fucking twice. I was like, come on. Yeah, fuck that. Lame, lame, lame. Not great game design. Um, Luckily, we don't have to go back and fight Bartandalus. If we get a game over, we just start. (laughs) Your face. (laughs) I was just like, what the fuck is that? Like, I, 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 his HP was so low. Or their HP was so low and the stagger bar was so high. Everything was going so well. I was doing army of one, literally about to win the fucking fight. And then it was just like lightning's di- lightning died on the way to her home planet. And I was like, well. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Nothing to be done. I had to do it a couple times. The the time I finally did beat him, I got him down in two staggers. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I think that's um, what I did as well. He also uses uh, Diaz Ire. Yes, Daisy. I looked that up. That is actually Day of, uh, Day of Wrath in Latin. Yeah, which is something that uh, Bartandalus has talked about. Or will the only reason I, I know that that's Day of Wrath is there is a famous painting uh, called that that has a that depicts the stock market crash where people uh, were said to jump out windows or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's a it's a painting of that. It's called that. That's the only reason I know that. Yeah, I think I did the Odin strat, um, which is another interesting mechanic. I don't know if you guys tried summoning. No, I didn't. Um, oh, actually, you know what? I did at one point. I summoned Bahamut just for the happened? HP. Yeah. Um, did you get mercilessly judgment? Probably. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm not sure. I'm assuming this is how it works because I got merciless judgment and I was like, this was my strat that I was going to use because I was like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Like. He can pull that shit where he just one hit KOs me, even though I'm at full health and about to win. And then he's like, nah, you lose, actually. I was like, I'm using Odin. I, I, I do not care anymore. I got mercilessly judgment. And then I was like, okay, summon Odin, get the HP back, take care of it, no problem. Right after I summoned Odin, one attack goes off, merciless judgment immediately again. So I don't know really? if that was just a damage threshold thing or like a... Oh, I don't know. But it was literally two of them in a row and then and uh, Odin was just immediately dead. I couldn't get Stalter or anything. So I was just like, okay, but I got the 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 free the free health. And then I, I think I died a similar way of like... Wait, did I die the same fucking way the second time? I think there might have been another one of those wraths that happened. Oh no, it was vile exploitation that got me that time. Okay. So the next time I just, instead of using the summon, I just use renew. Which have I'm we talked about the... renew at all? Because that shit is fucking broken. I have not. I don't think I've ever used renew. So renew is the technique. So requires TP, but it basically does the same thing that summoning does to your party, except you oh. don't get the summon. So it's basically like, oh, I don't actually need an Eidolon here. I, it, it's used quite a bit in the speed run for like quick ways to just be like, okay, my party is almost dead and they won't survive the next attack that's coming. Pop off a renew real quick. Everyone's back to full health. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's really good. Interesting. Um, it takes TP, so that's why it's not like super broken. I'm reading a... So, uh, Bart, Bart is, uh Orphans blade part of their body has a ton of writing on it and like the Lindsay uh symbol yeah and i'm looking at the text for it but when you translate it from cocoonian or whatever it's just in latin and i don't know what the latin is so oh uh, i can pull it up on a next episode maybe okay i was gonna say too many too many layers deep oh yeah i think it's on in the concept art but i did not scan that page uh, in yet. Says, every, uh, over and every over line again, begins sakaguchi rules if you're <laughs> reading this you're a big fucking nerd <laughs> every line begins with ragnarok though so oh that's cool get a load of this guy indeed so uh, this uh the end of this fight was so i i might have actually i might have won the the time i won with 
poison damage because uh, also very susceptible to some things like de-shell, uh, de-protect, uh, poison, and I think imperil as well. So you can you can rattle off a lot of stuff to make this fight a little more manageable. So he sure, was poisoned, sure. or they were poisoned, and I was going through and like trying to like figure out my next moves because some of my uh, party was debuffed, and I, I was bracing myself for an attack and everything. And then the fight just ended, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I had just put lightning into Ravager, but I don't think I actually got any attacks off, and it just died. It might have been like <laughs> I, it, during like the Day of Wrath attack, I might have been attacking and didn't see it, but the fight just ended, my battle duration was 5 minutes and 22 seconds out of the target time of 11 minutes and 8 seconds. Oh and I was just like, oh, okay, I guess I won. So it's like, it doesn't feel like a very well-tuned fight with how, like, these bullshit things can happen. But I will say, even though it has the one-hit KO, it feels infinitely better than most hard fights in Final Fantasy X. Yeah, I, like, there's a there's a real scramble to it, I will say, like in this mm -hmm. fight it's very chaotic it's it's off the rails it might also just be the fast retry that you get where it's just like oh you lose retry you didn't lose yeah, anything yeah. you don't have to watch a super long cutscene or anything that makes it kind of feel like even if they get the really bullshit unlikely one hit ko like they got on me i was just like eh. like it didn't tilt me enough to be i was like oh that's annoying and stupid but yeah know. yeah i did take a picture I had a lot of, fun of my uh my time, my results screen and everything. And the thing I noticed most about this results screen, and I know this is a very weird thing to say, my phone did a very, very good job of capturing the text on there. It's real crisp in this picture. Oh, hell yeah. And like, it just looks really nice. I just, mm. Wow. Shoutouts to Curtis's phone. Shoutouts to my phone. <laughs> Looking real good. Incredible. I, uh, I beat him in five minutes, 12, but my um 10 seconds faster than me fuck my target time was so much lower though that i think really you kind of beat him faster than me because i was Ooh. so fucking leveled or i was so yeah that's a good point or whatever so yeah so really i didn't really beat it faster because this I'm, this was another fight where i was um like with army of one has just become such a versatile thing because it's like you can get uh the atb refreshes in there as lightning's doing it lightning's locked into the uh, into the attack and all of that but what's really nice is I will just do that and then go into like diversity. So Fang and um, Lightning are both still doing DPS as Vanille is kind of healing up for free essentially. Like I don't know if Orphan is still able to get off attacks during Army of One. I think that it is, but it's also nice because once you have the full stagger up, that's when you switch into Commando and just start dealing even more damage. Uh, did we say what uh, the Day of Wrath move does? I don't think we did. It's a very big, large explosion that I've seen. <laughs> I'm just going to call it that because I don't actually know how to pronounce it. Unless either of you want to take a shot I at would it. imagine DS A-Ray. I don't know. DS E-Ray. Nintendo DS. <laughs> Let me see. You. Oh, that sounds DS very familiar. That, yeah. According to the uh, DS E-Ray. What does it do? Physical and magical uh, deals moderate damage to all targets. Can inflict deprotect and deshell. No, so that's I hate a bummer. That. Yeah, yeah, so that's like I was trying to stay on top of debuffs and stuff, and luckily I do have combat clinic, so I was able to kind of like aim as soon as correctly. <clears throat> but uh, okay, yeah, you don't want to have that because a lot of these attacks are really nasty, and if you have, you know, you you want any advantage you can get. Yeah, absolutely. Um. But that is not all. That's no. not the last boss. 
Um, so we beat uh, we beat Orphan. Um, and they're and fucking loving it. They are having a great time. Everyone's laughing, having a good time. <laughs> uh, I, I got a screenshot of um, like the, the female presenting a member of Orphan uh, just like right after the thing where she's smiling and I really, she kind of looks like she's got like a worm shape. This might be the girlfriend who said, will you still love me if I w- oh, became a worm? Indeed. And the answer mm. is yes, because she is very pretty. I notice also um, because they close, they do a lot of close-ups on the face. Uh, the, I think it's maybe just how they compress the animation data because there's just so much geometry, but it's still the, the face kind of has a PS1 like jiggly geometry thing to it sometimes oh really it's really it's interesting uh i'm looking at the 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 video that's playing here and it shows more of that sword text that we were you know translating and all of that Mm -hmm. um the way that it looks in english literally says poo poo (laughs) (laughs) this is just a doo-doo ass poo poo sword no wonder it's I know, so it does damage. say poo poo. Oh my god! It just says poo poo. <laughs> it literally says it. Oh my god! Wait, are we, <laughs> these games were really made for our dumb Al- fucking asses. Alex, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm not sure how it, like it, it works when you actually upload the fucking things. I feel like that has to be like the episode art, like <laughs> or at least like I'm like we like put it in the Discord or like tweet it or something because it's like it it just says poo poo. I guess like the closer <laughs> kind of thing is it, it almost looks like the 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 katakana for like ah as the first. If you want to be really charitable, I'm being very you, generous here. It could look like a really stylized ver- version of ah in katakana, <laughs> and then two zeros next to it, which literally just looks like it says poo. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually a T, and I think the letter U or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's poo. Sorry, it's poop again. <laughs> Every Final Fantasy ends with poo. I don't know how how does it work. God damn, dude! Um, Starts with trains, ends with poo. That's right. <laughs> that's how you know it's a Final Fantasy. I'm excited to see what train uh, FF16 starts on. Hell, fucking um, yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right. Yeah, it, so this is a doozy of a scene. This is a big old scene. So our reward for beating Bartanalus is that a bunch of dark energy or Bartanalus orphan is that orphan shoots out a bunch of dark energy and paralyzes everyone. So it's it's kind of like yeah. a you beat the final boss, but actually you lose because they're stronger than you. You yeah. yeah, it rises up, exposing its cool scripture and just starts electrocuting. Exposing its poo poo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I showed you my blade. Please respect. <laughs> <laughs> it says, "Have you ever paused to consider our reason for making the sea of men? We Falci are crafted for a single purpose and granted finite power to that end. With men, it is not so." Men dream, aspire, and through indomitable force of will achieve the impossible. Your power is beyond measure. We take a sea that we might wield such strength. Through you, we have obtained freedom from our bondage. And now, your focus alone remains. Defy it, and all will be for naught. Cocoon sacrifice, and that of Grand Pulse as well. And it's like, okay, there you go. That's, that's why they keep doing it. It's, it's interesting. I love that. I love that. I think that's great that they're like these like unkillable god creatures, but they're trapped in what they can and cannot do. Yeah. Uh, so they instead, are trapped in their focus. So instead, they're like we are able to choose. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're like we have 
the ends that we want to have, but we do not have the means to get there. But right, right. we can continually put you in a situation to exploit you and your unbreakable will to overcome great, great turmoil and push beyond your own physical limits so that I may uh, achieve my goals. Like, uh, damn, they're, like the... They're, they're the capitalist class. Gotta lift yourself by your uh, <laughs> Imagine if like, the real world operated like that. That shit would suck, dude. <laughs> Yeah, this is all about unionization. That's all the yeah. thing is about. But uh, the Bartanalus part of uh, Orphan creates like a, a snare, like an energy snare around Vanil. And I think the idea mm -hmm. is that he's like torturing Vanille in hopes that Fang will go Ragnarok mode, right? Go sicko mode if you must. Your empathy yeah. is your weakness kind of thing. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so he starts torturing her and Fang's like shouting out, Oh, Vanil! And uh, Orphan says, Yet if we but summon the Maker, we will be granted the chance to begin again. All our sins absolved, and the world born anew. Submit, Lissy, become Ragnarok, and lead us into light. It's worth noting that the rest of the party is pretty much kind of just passed out in capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanilla and Fang are the Fang, ones. Fang and Vanilla are the only ones who are still kind of conscious. Yeah, right, right. Right. Probably by his design. This is this and is super fucked up, too, because Vanilla's in a whole lot of pain, just ensnared, like floating She's, like, in the screaming, air. yeah. Yeah. But I, I think the plan kind of works because, um, like, Bartandalus Orphan says uh, that, like, we have no need for a, a flawed uh, lassie. And um, Fang is just like, Orphan, I'll do it. I'll destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he and he releases Vanille right after that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The lady side says, uh, I, I can't tell if, I, I haven't listened to this, I don't know if it's both or not. I think it sounds like both I think it's. Them. I think it is both, but we see, like, uh, the, the lips moving of, of certain ones. Yeah, yeah, so, is it, yeah, she says, or they say, Ragnarok, the will to guide a world unto oblivion. Can you bear the sin of our salvation? Fang's like, you heard me, I'll, I'll do also, it. Also, can you Shut bear the, the sin of our salvation? You. You've been asking me to do this the whole time, and now, when we're finally down to now it, you're, you're like, like now are you, you sure you can do it? Yeah, yeah no, fuck off. <laughs> it's like, do it. Are you sure you want to do this? Like, yeah, are you really gonna do, like? Clip, Clippy pops it. up. It looks like you're trying to kill me to usher in an apocalypse, but also my own salvation and everyone's salvation. <laughs> like, you are you sure you want to do, do this? It. You won't do <laughs> it. <laughs> do it. You won't. <laughs> but uh, but Vanille like pleads with Fang uh, to not do it. She says, "I'll be fine. Don't forget our promise. We promised to save Cocoon." Mm -hmm. And Fang says, "I made another promise too." To protect my family, and I have no fucking clue what happens next. Yeah, I don't get this at all because why does she it, aim at Vanille and is like, "I'm going to kill Vanille now"? It tracks with her character up to this point of being like, "I will do anything to protect Vanille. I will <laughs> yeah. protect Vanille uh, against all else." She sees Vanille being tortured in front of her by God, and she's like, "I will kill this God, even though it wants me to, to protect Vanille." And then Vanille's yeah. like, "Don't. We got to save everything." And she's like, "I am going to kill you now." <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes no sense. And then like, "I'm go the, going to kill you so that I can in. protect you." Like that doesn't make any yeah. sense. The party jumps in. Yeah, Snow like grapples and stops her from doing it. And says, "Back off!" And and they're kind of fighting a little bit. And says, "Saz is like this ain't the time to be losing it, lady." And Lightning asks the question <laughs> that we all. That. <laughs> the, Lightning asks the question that we all want to know. Uh, like, what do you gain from hurting Vanille? We're in this together. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And Fang's like, "Oh, this is my focus. No one's gonna stop me." And like, Fang manhandles the entire party pretty much. Like, just. 
takes him she out. She fucking kicks Snow, like, into the fucking, like, <laughs> like a home run style. Like, he's just out of there. <laughs> yeah. And then she does the jump. Now she's not concerned with hitting Vanille anymore. She, yeah, like, maybe she... Uh, so, here's gonna be my generous read of this weird situation i don't think she was going to hit vanille she was probably gearing up to try and do this and everyone interpreted it as her trying to attack vanille or subdue her to some degree like don't try to stop me kind of thing oh yeah least, i mean she I the way she knocked out snow maybe she was trying to do that to vanille or something i don't know but she um she lifts her staff again throws it into the air it kind of transforms a little bit and then she transforms right uh, n- n- not quite yet okay she doesn't transform yet but um the, the, the staff does gain some sort of energy. You see the tail, the energy come from the tail of, uh, of Orphan yeah, to like yeah. charge it up or something like, something like that. Too. Yeah. And basically just turns everyone to Seath, right? She turns all of our party into Seath when she lands. Yeah, somehow. Minus like Minus Vanille. Yeah, very odd. Again, like it, it's, it's a series of incredible ideas because the idea that at the very, very end all of the Lassie do in fact turn Seath is like incredible. Like that on its own could be like, holy shit, they were so close and they lost. And now only Vanille and Fang are left. Like if you did like a final battle yeah, where you only them. played, yeah, them to like save the soul of their friends or whatever, that'd be incredible. It'd be so good. Like I would be like incredibly moved by that. Yeah. But uh, there's actually but a no. really, really sad, like quick, couple second scene here um where it's literally we're all just seeth like everyone is just seeth except vanille and fang and they're all laying down and we see the one like big like fucked up hand of a seeth trying to grab the gun blade trying to grab the gun blade and fumbling it and stuff and you're just like fuck dude that's lightning and she still has enough cognizance to be like i need i need to keep fighting i need to grab my gun blade and i just can't you can't do it yeah that, that is that that fucking sucks that's that, that's, that's so I mean, like that, heartbreaking that's such like a powerful idea that i feel like they just choke because <laughs> yeah they're not done like, choking it they're not they done were like well it. <laughs> it's chekhov's brand we need there to be a seeth transformation at some point let's just fucking shoehorn it in um yeah and like fang yeah. is now like upset that it happened i mean understandably it's obviously probably like a c- conflicting thing but like there's a lot that happens at once also i'm curious if like she was again just trying to subdue them but because we see like orphan like charge up her staff or something like, mid like attack she's like ah, i'm just gonna fucking kill these guys like and you're gonna <laughs> whether you want to or not. i wish Who it was knows? more clear because there's there's just so much conjecture with what we're saying now there's nothing like in the game that says explicitly like oh this is exact this all makes sense and is good actually it's just kind of either like, way oh. it all just feels like manipulation like they're just trying to force, oh for sure like shoehorn mm-hmm. like trying to force Th- things that into, is like, the general like the overall thing or whatever it's just done in a very weird it's clunky way. for sure yeah there's so much stuff that just happens that like is never explained and vanille <laughs> is just lamenting um she says after all we went through uh you know, just being like, we did all of this and now this is how it's ending. And the Seath kind of get up and start pummeling Fang. And she kind of just stands there and takes it. And she says, guess I deserve it after what I did. Uh, are they my sins to bear for choosing salvation? She's yeah. Fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Again, cool scene, like completely isolated to all of the characterization of everyone and stuff. Like, it's kind of cool, but like, it's just so fucking clunky that it's like, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, they 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 dogpile her. They dogpile her, and then she throws them all off. 
Yeah, uh, Vanille shouts "Stop it!" and we kind of get a shot of uh, Orphan just laughing it up, having a. Oh, that, I I actually love the energy. Like, even though I feel like a lot of the scene is not well done, I do love the energy of just like the Lassie being fucking tortured, like at the very end of it. Because like we're real strong, dog. We we killed a fucking Adam man child. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every boss that's come along, we've been fucking them up. And then just you get to the very end, and like I said, like when we get to the um the end of the road in Erba, and like all these different scenes in the game, you get to the end of the road and realize that no, you're not gonna win. There's no way out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we finally like we've made our mind. We're gonna go fight Orphan or or Dysley, whatever. We get to the very end, and it's still not enough. Still, the Falsy are just like, haha, fuck you. Now you're Seath. Eat shit. <laughs> like, yeah. you're like, oh my god. Um, so I actually do like like the. I'm sorry, I'm just like rewatching this scene over and over again. There's like, are they just? I think the, through this entire sequence, they're just like doing playing more tricks to just make Fang angrier and angrier. I think that's yeah, kind of like, that's the idea. Yeah, I think that I think like, that gets, including turning them to Seath. Like I, it's like, haha, you turn them to Seath. Haha, now you're gonna kill. I me. think this. Haha, um, <laughs> now you gotta kill me. <laughs> No backing out. <laughs> I think like the only like the generous read that I can give of it is later. There's a line that Hope says where like they didn't actually become Seath or anything, and this is all. He this kind says of, it was fucking smoke and mirrors again, and I'm yeah. Like, they literally just say, "Oh, it's smoke and mirrors." I went to a dark place for a couple minutes or something. It's so like, what? lame. And it's like so, so lame. It's like why don't you just turn? <laughs> like I guess that's just we just have to accept it as that is what's going on. Like none yeah, of this is actually yeah. happening. It's all a dream. Ooh. Um, because they're pulseless. See, is that maybe why they can't actually turn them into like Seath? or something I don't know yeah like well who fucking knows the connection between like especially with orphan and shit like (laughs) the falsy like are they really against each other like they're different factions but are they really like who the fuck knows but the important thing is Bartandalus is laughing uh mommy falsy is laughing there's the dog pile on um fang Fang. we kind of see her arm sticking out and vanille just says give them back and uh orphan kind of just says uh salvation is born of sacrifice miracles of misery from shattering shards a new crystal legend will arise yes let anger be your strength and as this is happening we actually see um Fang fang's brand knocks them all off her brand goes fucking haywire her brand is no longer around. yeah her her brand is no longer like bleached out it is full brand yeah, I, there, there's yeah. a very, very short sequence. Like, it's like a couple frames that you can see the eye on Fang's brand, like, freaking out and looking around. And I was like, that's very unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she uh, turns into a big old bunch of energy, and then she turns into a fucking weird... She turns into one of them there, Ragnaroks. Is that is that Ragnarok? She kind of looks like a little bit of like an Ifrit of some sort kind of thing. Yeah, she the, looks like a little Idolin, like... She just looks like a fusion of Fang and Ifrit to me. Like, she still has some humanoid, but she has like the She looks like more... a fucking Final Fantasy VIII enemy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see that. She's got her big, like, Super Saiyan hair that's also kind of, like, drippy. Super Saiyan 3, to be exact. She's <laughs> also got a cool-ass tail, not Did a monkey right? tail. She's got, like, a lizard-like tail. Yeah. And she's kind of just, like, running around... Um, like a monkey, like uh, bizarre, quadrupe- yeah. quadrupedally, and uh, yeah, yeah, going to attack Orphan. Yeah, it's kind of a Digimon. Oh, it's super very, Digimon. Very weird. Like it, I, I do like that. I, I think it's pretty cool, but it's very weird energy of like 
this fucking all-powerful god is torturing these people but also ultimately he wants those people to kill him so mm-hmm. like as fang's running at him with this like new fucking super saiyan ragnarok mode or whatever he's like yeah let's go kill the shit out of me he puts ready his, for but it also he puts a shield over himself to kind of even just like drive her frustrated even more yeah but she, like, she <laughs> breaks yeah, through yeah. that she like tears through it like, yes. and he says lo the day of wrath has come yeah, which actually very menacing. I was like, ooh. Oh, yeah, really good. Let's go. Uh, then we kind of just see a really <laughs> nice supercut of, like, the most emotional moments in, in the uh, scene. So it starts out with... All the sacrifice we've Snow uh, and Hope. all our characters have been Snow through. and Hope on the roof as the explosion happens and Snow sacrificing himself to save to save Hope. Uh, Vanille standing Empathy. there getting ready to get shot by Saz and Saz, like, almost shooting himself. Also, um, I thought the uh, the eye looking around was an eye looking around. It's actually just a lens flare. I'm I think it's just it a lens flare, right? It's just yeah. a lens flare. It's a Lindsay flare. Uh, they Lindsay had my flare. favorite. My favorite. Uh, Snow gets two of these sacrifices that he made, showing his ultimate sacrifice when he was all bandaged up and shirtless and holding oh, okay. his cool ass his coat. Yeah. He fucked up his He's coat. like, the drip, it does not matter. The only thing that matters is saving my friend. And then Psycom <laughs> just lights it up, and I'm like, what a fucking stupid plan that was. And Not only that, because that was also... The yeah, that was, and then him that getting was, punched <laughs> in the face. Was, so, when Snow <laughs> held his... Uh, we probably talked about it, but like when Snow held his jacket out, it's not just like, oh no, my cool coat is now red. It's like, motherfucker, that's your weapon. Like, you need that to help us fight these things. Oh yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, but oh, well. showing him getting punched in the face, which is always good. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> just over and over again. Just, uh, yeah. I think, Alex, you were saying we should make a, a YouTube poop of this where it's just no constantly getting punched and falling over. Just over and over again. <laughs> It's the 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 Matrix thing is just every time he yeah, gets a little punch, exactly. you just see Snow get punched in the face. Yeah, and then we get some just him getting knocked over, yeah. being busted, like charging. We get him. some vanille um uh what's it called? Narration. She said, Anger didn't drive us. We just had things worth fighting for. Is this the theme of The Last Jedi? I never saw that film. No, it was about the fighting for the things we love, not the not for the not the things we Fighting for the, the, the thrill of the fight, not for uh for the love of the game, not for the anger of it all oh my god i like how orphan uh mommy orphan has uh a pauldron with her own face on it that is a fucking look dude that is oh, does real she? good yeah oh, i'll yeah, send nice. you guys a pic <laughs> dude th- this part of the game looks cool as fuck i, d- I do want to say it is true for as weird and clunky it is it-, it looks really good so we come out of this also notice that uh gate is <gasps> i was gonna say orphan, etro's though. gate is now behind um uh orphan Oh no, it's right behind them. <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> don't. <laughs> You're like talking shit about the fucking Etro's gate. Oh, don't tell me they're right behind me, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that wasn't there before. There's a lot in this fucking series of cutscenes that's just kind of blink and you'll miss it. And Very I'm only like so. catching it because we're rewatching yeah. it. Like, quarter- it's just. This is the emotional version of the fucking race. <laughs> yeah, just as makes no sense. Um, but yeah. But matters more. So we come out Orphan's of Orphan's kind of talking now and says, yet again, how many times must you fail? Fang is, yeah, now back to her normal form. Yeah, she's form. back to Fang form for whatever reason. The power of friendship has prevented her from killing Orphan. Her empathy kicked in again. I guess that's what, yeah, that's kind of how I took it. Um... So he says, retake the form of Ragnarok. Delivered that us that which we have been too long denied. Yeah, and this is uh, when... Ooh, this is awful. I love Bartandalus it. Orphan, like, rings her up, so she's hanging up. They start torturing her back and forth where they're healing her and then torturing her and then healing her and so then the, torturing uh, her. Like, basically... The, the torture segment of Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought about that too, yeah. 
You're supposed to mash A. Enough, yeah, yeah. So. You got to get a spoon so you can save Meryl. <laughs> I was going to say, if you don't do it enough, Meryl dies. Um, don't use turbo controls. I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Kojima. Let people use turbo controls. But yeah, so like, um, he's torturing Fang. Vanil stands up and, uh, and, even though he's like torturing Fang, the bartandalist version part of Orphan does look down and see Vanille. Like it like is paying attention to her or whatever. And he just says Dude, it's it's it is rough to watch the torture scene. Like they they really sold it with like Fang's body wild. just hanging there and convulsing. Yeah. And also the fuck that just like the whole cruelty of like healing her just That's so sick. Like, yeah. Very yeah. uh I saw the devil. Um but here's alternate alternate thought about that imagine how fucking good that heel probably feels <laughs> it's like this is the most like pain i've ever had in my life oh my god so immediate relief oh. <laughs> it's like getting the misting spray when you're getting tattooed <laughs> what like i guess like the the way i was kind of seeing it and like why it's so like demented or whatever is that she's not even allowed to pass out you know what yeah I mean? like, it, no it's, it's it's just straight up super fucked up i'm sure the heel doesn't actually feel good at all <laughs> no, yeah, but it is funny <laughs> but yeah she's like uh she says uh vanille run and uh vanille's like no i swore i wouldn't run away anymore i'd rather fight and lose than give up without even trying um, and then, so we, okay, hold on. Okay. So we just fought orphan, right? And after a long pitch battle, it was discovered that, oh my God, we're still not strong enough to defeat orphan. Incredible. And then, uh, fucking Fang turns into Ragnarok and fails to kill orphan. Fails to kill orphan, not due to a lack of strength, but due to a lack of will to do so because she remembered yeah. the, the sacrifices of her friends. And then some like. I don't know, Firaga maybe from off screen comes in and just smokes his ass. Just fucking kills the shit out of him. <laughs> Beats him to death. Uh, because what do you know? The other, let's see, the party members are alive the whole time. They were just hanging out slightly off screen. Mm -hmm. Incredible. But they like smoke him. <laughs> Nora though. comes running in and they just fucking. Because yeah. <laughs> like it's not. I like to point something out that I missed. Oh, okay. Um, everyone that's back. Their brands are white now. Yes, yes they're yes. all they're all bleached out. Mm -hmm. yep, 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 yep. I think I think so also they have like maybe a new focus. I think when I think. um when Fang uh, awakens here, her uh, brand is also we see it glowing like white. So it's it's like bleached out right before she starts getting torture healed. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. But yeah. Um, so everyone's back. Everyone's <laughs> everybody's fine. back. In a yeah, real Final fine. Fantasy four way. Everyone's back and fine. <laughs> Yeah, I eat. Yeah, yeah. So Whatever. they come back. Like, yeah, Snow catches Fang as like she's kind of really. Off. It's really cute. It is really sweet that um that Snow catches Fang. Her getting blasted off is extremely funny. Yeah, it, <laughs> she's just like fully like like laying down, like not even limp. She's just like stiff as a board and just goes flying. And Vanille goes running after her, but Snow catches her. And yeah, Saz yeah. says something that I fully agree with. Where he says, "Miracles out of misery." You gotta be kidding me. He's just you like this shit's dumb me. as fuck, dude. Um, this don't make no sense. Yeah, and Lightning says, "Sure, we've all had better weeks." And uh, Hope says, "Yeah, Fang, who'd be dumb enough to swallow that crock?" Jokey, okay. Yeah, and then they kind of <laughs> just go on. And they're like, "Oh my God, you're alive! I can't believe it! Like this can't, this can't be." And Lightning just says, "Could be more falsy smoke and mirrors." God. 
Like who could say? Who could say? It's probably not actually. It's probably something else actually this time. <laughs> but they uh, they apologize to Fang, understanding that she's been under like additional pressure because of the Ragnarok situation. Uh, Lightning's like, oh, we made you go it alone, and uh, you know we're, we're sorry. So they like apologize to her about it. Um, Vanille asks where everybody was. Uh, like, where were you just off camera? What was going on? <laughs> and uh, yeah, Hope's like, oh, somewhere cold and dark, just thinking about everything that happened up till now. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's where you go when you're not in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing a similar weird zone when we were branded the first time. Maybe. <laughs> we were just under the floor here T-posing <laughs> because our assets still needed to be loaded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Snow says, it was like I had a glimpse of the future. Everyone was smiling and laughing, even Sarah and even Light. Teenage um, death boys, teenage death girls, <laughs> and everyone was dancing. <laughs> Saz says, I don't know, it was a new focus or something. You know, I'm thinking, didn't really make sense, of course. I mean, knowing we were worm bait and all, <laughs> Want to take that one again. Didn't really make sense, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's what he says. Very yeah, weird. Uh, saying saying what the it's very meta and none of this makes sense. Yeah. Uh, as luck would have it, next thing I know, I feel somebody pushing me right along. And uh yeah, the, the lightning says, You were there with us too, together till the end. Um Yeah, very, very weird. Uh we have a So I'm looking I mean I'm looking this up because I'm not sure if it's explained in this game, but like I said, the white just the in, the significance of the white brand is that they are no longer in uh, at risk of turning into a, a seeth. Nice. Okay. Okay. Which means maybe Fang was woken up under some strange circumstances. Like, yeah. Maybe so. This, this is whole just, thing. Like, like, are we at the mercy of the maker or Etro or something? Just like, just kind of put a st like a, a blocker on this. This this all seems extremely. It's just the pat. It's like the birth control. Yeah. Patch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this all seems completely like. Um... This screams of like poor localization um, or cut content or you know there's yeah, just so many yeah. things where it's like i feel like the writing of the the game probably has something way more coherent that just didn't make it into the final product that we I there's so. probably so there's, much more world building that they just like we don't have time so we got focus more on the emotional story than the yeah exactly world. so I, if the I, developers didn't they would have become c yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I do want to kind of do more of a deep dive before Hiro next Sakaguchi would actually just like turn you into a sacrifice. You <laughs> Sakaguchi, we just see his weird arm as a seeth reaching for like the dev kit, and it just fumbles <laughs> away. And he's like, "No, we have to, we have to, we have to ship it now. It's not ready." Who is this? Is Katase? Is that? Yeah, right? this is Katase. It's okay, not, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah, not <laughs> yeah, I was like, who's the foul C in this case? Yeah. Someone's going to be really pissed off about that. <laughs> Nomura has become a, uh, a sacrifice seat with no focus. His focus uh, was Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, so now we get more flashback um, of just you know, small, Fang, yeah. and, Fang and Vanille getting real close to kissing and then they don't, even though everyone wants them to. <laughs> And they say that they're a family. We have a new family now. It's, it's, it's the scene that we saw as soon as we were done writing uh, a Tomos. Um, but then we're, we're back 
in the present, uh, yeah, Orphan's just getting fucking blowed up. He's like melting into the pool. And I was like, damn, wish I would have thought of casting Faraga. Apparently that fucks him right I think, up. I don't think it was Faraga. I think um, we actually do know and have seen this attack before. I think Snow just finally hucked some more grenades at uh, Orphan. <laughs> <laughs> he got the grenades back. Okay, yeah, he got, from, yeah, he got, he got the ice grenades and they, they finally thawed enough. that. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we had to get all the way to Tiamat. That's why we couldn't do it before. Exactly, yeah. Um, I guess my head cannons are the got beamed to and got like rebranded by Etro and just got some like super some superpowers oh, and then just I love how go ahead and say cooler stuff than what that's actually in the source <laughs> material. <laughs> I will go ahead and say it's um, like well we got super lessees now it, like. in uh 132 and 133 I guess I don't know if people call it that but uh there are uh like data logs that do say that the goddess Etro is the one who like stops all of the shit from happening in the end here like all the okay. yeah kind of kind of Etro also supposed to be the maker or I don't else? think so I think Etro's um like one of the, like the deities a benevolent like... goddess but I don't know I, I yeah. I'm not sure Etro's also the one connected to the Eidolon so it could be just more like yeah, it's just like the Eidolons are kind of to give us a gift, and like this other thing is also kind of like a gift. Of Etro yeah. is like the yeah, union chairman who's like, okay, well, my Lissy yeah. workers, <laughs> we're gonna negotiate here. Um, That's right. Yeah. I feel like weekends. I feel like it. with that, it's been a really rough it's, week. I mean, I think this story would be hard to actually have a to give a gratifying ending with all of the like the important like main points of it where it's basically fighting against fate fighting against like destiny and all of that and and looking into the face of a god and being like no we are not going to do what you want us to do because we have our own free will so i think it's a little fucking lame that it's like even though it's not in this game it's in later games or whatever where it's like oh the reason that they actually survived was the good god uh, yeah, made sure that the little... the thing that they wanted to happen happened because they were so good that the good god gave them the good things. There's so at like, least a fucking week. There's at least a very tiny amount of setup for that, in the way that we do know that a goddess, presumably Etro, is the one who froze Ragnarok the first time. Right. So there's some precedent. I guess it's kind, kind of like, of, I guess, it's I, I, still I guess weak, it's, though. it's kind of a thing where it's like, no matter what, you will always be in the hands of fate to some degree. Your fate yeah. can change and it's depending yeah. on which, for, like fate isn't one static thing. There's multiple fates that could possibly happen. And it's like, if you set the course for the best possible outcome, you can get that from an agent of faith. It, or fate. it does it does seem weird that the entire game is based on like the the willpower of humanity in the face of like un, undefeatable unattainable odds, odds and and then yeah. only at the end to be like yeah but even then even at the end yeah you just have to rely on a benevolent force instead of a malevolent one to yeah. get out of it and you're like, it's, eh. it's 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 weird. and like i don't know what would be a satisfying end versus what we have here um but oh easy know. watch this watch, watch, watch me write the end of ff13 and it fucking owns are you ready boom they all turn to crystal and then ff13 2 takes place like 100 years later when they wake up yeah i mean true yeah Done. <laughs> easy um, or or another one um instead of killing orphan um we beat it within an, in, an inch of its life and have it become like enslaved in some sort of tiny cocoon that we somehow make because of whatever <laughs> to the willpower of, of <laughs> men uh and we keep it trapped in this stasis of being alive so that cocoon may still flourish on humanity's terms and not Damn. being at the falsy uh can i thank you for listening to my fanfic 
can I ask y'all a question real quick? Yeah. Since I am actually having a great time talking about this, should we save the last boss and the ending oh, yeah. for next time? Yeah. And just spend our remaining like five minutes being like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Why I, is this I, dumb? I, I really like that. Um, yeah, we're getting on so many side tangents. Like, there's no way we're we, going to have to unra we, unravel everything. No, it would be like yeah. a four-hour episode. <laughs> do we want to do that for the next episode, or like with the ending and everything? Yeah. Or do we want to do missions I think and then we get into all of that? should, only because we are in the middle of an action sequence. And True. it would be weird to stop the sequence and be like, yeah, and now. It's, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out for next week. You know, I mean, if you're if you're following along at home, you're going to have to watch the next cutscene anyway. It doesn't really matter when we cover it, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll well, let's do it. that next time. And in the meantime, just know that we're all not very disappointed, but a little weirded out by yeah, the way exactly. that this ending is. <laughs> this shit's happening way too fast. I also so do want to say, <laughs> I didn't die to the next boss, which is uh, basically okay, just like, yeah. a, hey, it's a gimme. But I got fucking close. Well, Letro's gate's right there, so <laughs> maybe yeah, like it, everyone got slooped up in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, yeah. Um, what a game. Uh, what a game. Um, what a game. Heroes never die. Heroes, Heroes never, never die. die. Um, actually, it'll be exciting because we can actually start next episode with the big, the epic like uh, dialogue. So that'll actually be decent. Okay, so what is the last piece of dialogue that we talked about? I want to make a note of this for next week when we start recording so we don't glaze The flashback that Fang has uh, remembering that uh, the party is there, or is her family now. Right. Okay. I do see that, like, we promised, didn't we, is what Vanille says on my screen, so. Yeah, that'll be the next thing. That's, yeah, yeah, so. Anyway, Orphan, though, what a weird guy. Fucking what a weird, weird little guy. I like, um. Finally got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I like that, uh, when we're referring to Orphan and we call them them, because it is a multiple it's them It's definitely well, them. I, I, I always felt funny. weird talking, because obviously we're so used to Bartandalus, which is very coded to be he, but yeah, I was like, what yeah. pronouns do we use? Literally, it's like they like yeah it's the only but one at some that works. point if yeah, we're talking yeah. about you know the bartandalus one uh, who knows yeah um, i mean it's like a, Bart, a holy there's Bart, trinity there's minerva so. there's the baby orphan i, I feel baby, like it's not orphan one. if his mommy and daddy yeah. are here i i do feel somewhat that this is kind of trying to be like the three-dimensional version of kefka's tower or whatever or the, the like mm. uh the creatures all entangled in each other that you fight before kefka in ff6 um yeah very weird what a, get a load of this guy. Incredible. Get a load of this guy. Get a load of this guy. How about that guy? <laughs> yeah, there's really... What else to say? What else to say than... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Um, I still love this game, by the way. It hasn't diminished my Oh, like, yeah, love no, no. I absolutely adore this game. I think um, a lot of times... I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Stephen King and uh, the stories that Stephen King writes. So, um, having said that, uh, having... Good endings. I'm trying to think of a nicer word than just good. Having um divisive. No, not divisive. Having uh, satisfying. satisfying endings oh, okay, is okay. not really my top priority. I understand. Yes, yes, I can. No, there's some. I mean, my favorite movies don't explain like, and this is can what I, happened. And see, can can King's whole thing was like it, sometimes it's way more about the journey than the destination, yeah, which is a really. Yeah nice and poetic way to say like hey i fucking fumble endings sometimes fucking it's a tone poem. deal with it nerds <laughs> like it doesn't i had a fucking blast with this game can um, i say one of my uh my favorite it's a very very small tangent take me two minutes uh one of my favorite endings to anything is the ending to the manga alien nine have i you talked mentioned about that this? last episode did i do it last time 
Yes. I was going to say, I was like, I feel like I did this recently. Anyway, sorry, never mind. Yeah. Fuck that. Cut that out. Cut that out. Small tangent gets Or leave it in and make me look like a fool. Either way. Or Twin Peaks. The ending of the third season of Twin Peaks is also like... I think you also talked about that. God damn it. Did I really? <laughs> Cut all that out or leave it in. Keep it all in. Keep it all in. I also want to um, talk quickly about uh, a tweet that Cole Ross uh, of Duckfeed made I've recently. I've manifested since I talked to y'all last, okay? Yeah, like, true. My brain is fried. <laughs> that is true, yeah. And not just magfested, which is uh, psychic damage on anyone who goes... You know reminds you me of Disco yeah, Elysium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Cole Ross recently tweeted, like hey if you have a podcast just do tangents don't don't precurse it with like this is a tangent but he's like because the people who that's gonna piss off are going to be even more pissed off when you say that just fucking do it and have fun <laughs> and, and i'm like hell yeah i'm gonna try and bring that energy along I, with I me all the time because yeah. if you've listened to this podcast long enough you know it's 90 percent tangent <laughs> well fuck that guy <laughs> orphan that is Orphan, not not the not gentleman Cole Ross, Cole Ross, Ross who was a fucking treasure, and everyone. No, should. they're awesome. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, let's put a bookmark in this long ass sequence. So I'm sure there's going to be lots more to talk oh, about. So much more to talk week. about. We're like <laughs> next week. We promise. Next week we finally get to Cookieville Minimum Security Orphanarium. <laughs> <laughs> to my next time we finally get to the fireworks factory. It's happening. <laughs> God, I like my just talking about it makes my it makes me sleepy. It makes me sleepy talking about the end of that fucking game. I could go to sleep for six hundred and sixty six years, dude. Is that what it was in the book? Yes. I remember being very fucking annoyed by that. <laughs> like, that's so dumb. I love it. That's that's a good um a good way to sum up most of Final Fantasy thirteen, I think, is God, this it is makes so me dumb. Very tired. I fucking love oh, okay. it. <laughs> I can't get enough of this bullshit. Yeah, I fucking love it. More of it, please. I started thirteen two, and I'm like, oh, that's what? Yo, that, that, thirteen two. <laughs> it took me about an you. hour of playing that game to kind of get a vibe of what the fuck, it, like, yeah. how it sits in the in the linear. Yep. Maybe uh, maybe like, I oh, you can't you can't that. use the word linear because <laughs> the chronology anything. of the games. Like, how does this? <laughs> maybe I should uh, download that on Steam and just play it on my Steam Deck or something. It's so worth it. Thirteen. It does not play good. well on the Steam Deck. Well, then fuck me, I guess. Especially because it has quick time events. <laughs> it oh, does have quick no. time, and it, it lags a lot through them. Oh no. <laughs> well, we'll get there. When Lightning Returns runs fine, though, we'll get to FF thirteen two when we get to it next season. Um, we're definitely playing 13 too. <laughs> yeah. we just can't get enough of 13 and we know that our listeners can't get enough of 13 but, uh, 13 2 the way of water 13 2 <laughs> armed and fabulous I made that same fucking joke about FF10 and it made so much more sense with, with <laughs> FF10 well in the meantime uh, until then Alex would you like I mean I guess to just murder us would you like to finally become Ragnarok and Bring the day. Would you like to dive bomb yourself into some goo? And I was thinking that that was the other one I was thinking. (laughs) One gross, weird creature known as a podcast. So let's all do the outro together the same at the same time. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) We gotta do like we gotta do a like a Photoshop of all three of our faces like as a orphan. (laughs) I want to be the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, either way, thank you to Masashi Amauzu for the game music. You can leave us a review. Yeah, Masashi, leave us a review. Yeah, please. please. <laughs> As a thank you to us. <laughs> he hates it. <laughs> well, we'll rate you on Spotify and iTunes if uh, 
if our listeners do to us. Bandcamp Friday's got to be coming up soon. We can go to Masashi Hamauzu's <laughs> Bandcamp and <laughs> I would definitely. Yeah. AKA Sony.com probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can call us or text us at 530 materia. Uh, you can find us at every FNFF on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. And hop in our Discord for more uh, shenanigans. I'm posting lots of just bullshit from this. But yeah, podcasts out of misery. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.